0: everybody and welcome to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back. One of us for the first time. I, as always, am Jacob, the the, the, super, the super rookie of One Piece. And I'm joined by my co-host here, Justin, the veteran.
1: Hello. This week we are covering the Baratie arc, which covers chapters 42 to 68 of the One Piece manga. So, if you haven't read the chapters or watched the corresponding anime episodes, be warned, we are going to be spoiling absolutely everything up to that point.
0: Did you pronounce it correctly?
1: Yeah, Baratie.
0: I, I was thinking uh Baratier. Baratie. <laughs> baratie. Baratie.
1: Baratie. Baratie. baratie.
0: Baratzi. I'll trust you, Baratier. It sounds better. Yeah, Bar- trust Barat is I'll, I'll how trust it... you on
1: this. I'm I'm it's been a while since I've watched the anime, but I'm fairly certain that's how it's said in in at least in the Japanese version. Oh, I haven't gosh. really watched the dub, so.
0: You are remind me of the uh one of the few episodes of the anime I remembered watching when I was much younger where the new one of the new characters of this arc, uh, Sanji, we'll get to him in a minute, what he sounds like in English?
1: in uh, the four kids
0: yeah <laughs> yeah like you remind me of that voice. just now and i'm just thinking that's not at all what i thought he sounded like at all <laughs> but we're not talking yeah. about the dub oh thank god we're talking about possibly the best arc so far in one piece is that a controversial to say so far
1: mm, i would say no up to For, this point no up to this point. Point. sorry yeah
0: no. i meant to, sorry i mean to clarify up to this point to yeah point you did us. say that
1: I, I think so up to this point no i don't think that's controversial
0: OK, because originally my favorite was the the buggy Captain Buggy arc with Nami being the introduction. This one has so much going on that oh, we're going to yeah. do, do our best to just keep focus because without getting like too itty gritty on some side topics. But yeah, we got a lot to cover some fantastic points. And boy, I yes. think the other thing about this arc does so well. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people because you mentioned last episode a lot of people did not like the syrup village arc for good reasons. We mentioned it ourselves and yeah. our disappointments with that arc. I think in hindsight, another reason why people don't like that arc is because it comes right before this arc. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: And so, just all the subsequent amazing arcs, you know? So when you go back and like you read syrup village, you're it's like,
0: eh. you yeah, know? but to be sandwiched in between captain buggy and Don Krieg slash Hawkeye. It's yeah, gonna be true. really tough for uh, Captain Kudo and his kitty cats to come up on top, but right, yeah. So Usopp really does carry that arc,
1: in my opinion, because I really, I really just an Usopp fan. I think he's really cool and he was really well done.
0: hmm. Yeah, but obviously that arc had flaws. In this case, yes. the I think the flaws in this arc are very like personal, nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Other other than the usual like, oh, the characters are gonna state what's gonna happen this arc where. Luffy goes, I want a musician. Everyone goes, no, we need a cook. And immediately you go, <laughs> yeah. OK, grind It cook. The cook's going to be the next member. And it's Sanji, obviously. But um, before we get to the Baratie, that's the boat, right? The ship that they say, yeah, the York?
1: restaurant. Baratier. Yeah, the restaurant
0: boat. Um. I kind of get vindication because I I think I called it at the end of the last arc where Usopp gave me some artist vibes. And I even think I took it back as an accident. But now at the beginning of this arc, Usopp is literally designing and painting the logo for the Straw Hat Pirates. (laughs) I
1: don't don't think you took it back. I do remember you kind of call him that like us you said like artist storyteller kind of thing which you know i think i double
0: it. i think i doubled down on the storyteller bit and i think i said not as much as an artist but more of a storyteller but in this mm-hmm. case it's he's showing off that he's, he can do both where he's literally like yeah he's that type of person he's just creative yeah. and Usopp and nami both creating the flags for their jolly roger it's the straw hat symbol and cool flag. nami i really like again, the flag. Yeah, it is great. Even Usopp's original version was pretty great. (laughs) Where it was the
1: Luffy's original, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, Where it's oh yeah, Luffy's original. It it was really cute. It was a for effort. And then Usopp's version. I was like, well, it is supposed to scare people, and that'll do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Usopp (laughs) thinks. Yeah, Usopp just straight up thinks it sucks. Nami is like overthinking it, going, "Could it be Avant God, and we're too?" <laughs> We're too minimalist to understand it, and Zoro just teases it. Yeah, it says it could be used to terrify people.
1: <laughs> so in that regard, um, you nailed it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that, at least for now, I could be completely proven wrong in the future. But that got me a little vindication, where I'm like, oh yeah, I think I texted to you the I, picture I too. You like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I texted you like that. Yeah. Yeah, I just see the picture going like, dude, I'm so right. Um. Oh, and after uh, they're practicing with some of the equipment on the boat. They practice with a cannon. Usopp adjusts. It, a little bit after luffy fires one shot he nails the barren rock or so we think in the distance right. with one fire on the cannon he's then proclaimed to be usop the sharpshooter yep which there you go which totally aligns with yeah the gunman i thought he was going to be yeah. the gunman of the boat and yeah there it is right there but yeah but after that little moment like a little funny moment like things start kicking in the high gear right away with, yeah, it's a it's a very
1: fast paced arc. Like I is, almost forgot how quick everything just happens and pops off.
0: You would think not, because when I was going through it again to refresh on my notes, they're not moving, so to speak. They're not moving that much, like physically. Right. They're but like in terms one room, of, basically. Yeah, but in terms of plot, in terms of events happening, characters are coming to the boat, leaving the boat, coming to the boat, leaving the boat. So there's a Bunch of action going on, whether it's actual fighting, which we'll get to later, or you know, conflict or character introductions. Right. And like, I'm I'm gonna gloss over real quick about the, the pre chapter segments because I'm noticing there is some development with Buggy, where yes. basically, yeah, he finds the the guyman, the Gaiman Island, the, mm-hmm, the yeah, uh, the little uh, the little <laughs> troll doll man. Yeah, he finds them and he, they get drunk together on cactus juice, which, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Avatar they are me. totally <laughs> on an island. Yeah, they're totally on an island with uh, half-breed animals. So, it makes uh, sense that it would be I the Avatar think island. About it would be it would be the Avatar Last Airbender island. I wonder so, if
1: they, like, just saw that and they just became inspired.
0: Which would be so weird. I wouldn't doubt that. One Piece is very influential from what I understand. I would have
1: never caught that. That's so interesting.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, they get to the Baratier. We are introduced to, I think... I think he's not too important, but basically uh, a Navy personnel lieutenant Iron Fist full body, very comic book villain name, by the way, (laughs) Iron Fist full body or no, that's an action figure. Yeah. Like 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 the
1: Marines, like Axe Hand Morgan, Iron Fist full body. You know, like they just hype themselves up. It seems like they're going to choose whatever cool name they want.
0: Yeah, a G.I. Joe action figure. Like if you're trying to create small soldiers, that movie, and you want like you know, Chip Hazard or Iron Fist full body. Which name are we going <laughs> to go with, guys? Which yeah. name are we going with? <laughs> um, and he's a minister for the Navy. Um, and they basically talk to him real quick. Because, oh, before that, they run into uh, two of Zoro's buddies. Right. Of that
1: little island that we thought was bare in the Usopp shot. Turns yeah. out, Johnny and Yosaku, <laughs> two bounty hunters, former associates of Zoro's. Oh, yeah. One of them was sick. Uh, that's Yosaku. Yosaku was sick. And Johnny is pissed because they, the Straw Hats attacked them, quote-unquote. So mm-hmm. he, like, attacks the ship, and then Zoro's like, Oh, hey, it's Johnny. Everyone chill out. And then oh, we and get I- to Full Body. <laughs> yeah,
0: I wrote the notes here uh, as well. Uh, Nami is the surgeon. Poor girl is way too intelligent for this team because she can not only so yeah. <laughs> she heals. She's a navigator. She manipulates. She can do it the all. Fact doctor fights. as well, yeah. <laughs> yes, and literally, yeah. Then I think Luffy calls her a surgeon, and then she's just like, "These are just basic facts, guys." You just he's lacking nutrients. Come on. Um,
1: yeah, and I think like based off that little interaction is when they kind of decide like, "Oh, we probably need someone that knows a little more about open sea nutrition before mm-hmm. we hit the Grand
0: Line." And they're like, "Yeah, we need a cook." That's right. And I eventually, yeah, at least to the cook, but one. Uh, I mean, my notes are mixed up okay so yeah so i'm accelerating back to when they first meet uh iron full body and there is a very key scene that i think you mentioned first but i sent you the picture on my phone saying no i noticed this too which was uh of the of the bounty hunter duo they had a bunch of wanted posters with them one of the posters nami holds and looks like with great interest or even nerves is right. a sh- uh, i have it here a shadowed figure with seemingly a long nose, not like Usopp. It has like a strange shape to it, Uh mm-hmm. makes Nami sweat, Um, but isn't really expanded upon. It just shows her looking at it and looking very yeah, nervous. And
1: her face is like kind of obscured by really dark shading. So you can't yeah, really yeah, see exactly. like her expression,
0: which is a good touch. Yeah, it's a low angle where it just shows her mouth like frowning and being unsure. And right. no one catches it. No one catches it. They're still addressing the bounty hunters, uh talking to the bounty hunters. Others, uh, you know, they're still Uh, recouping themselves so that to me screamed this is very important foreshadowing it's it's building up to what i hope is potentially you know the eventual backstory of nami the the one thing that was missing in captain buggy's arc but they were alluding to it they were alluding to it so hoping we get there
1: yeah because thus far nami is the only member of the crew to join quote unquote right to join Mm. up in an arc that did not also feature her backstory
0: yeah and she also didn't and because of that she didn't really feel loyalty she mm-hmm. uh she's tagging along for the most part uh i don't think it's important but the other poster i noticed because i was looking at the figure that she was looking at is it looked like a westerner trapper he had her like a raccoon hat pistol there's a cactus in the background so i'm like going <laughs> who's this pioneer looking dude in the in the in the one piece world Well, i was curious about that so i'll keep an eye for characters like that in the future um, that okay. could have just been like a character design that was scrapped. That was put into there. But either way, that was pretty interesting. And then finally, we get our main star, uh, Sanji, I believe is his name. The assistant chef for that. yeah Sanji, team. Sanji. OK, Sanji. which
1: is like a it's like a pun on three o'clock, which, you know, just a thing like Sanji is how you'd say three o'clock.
0: OK, OK. Um, very interesting eyebrows. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one to notice that and looking sharp. He's got the suit. He looks nice. Looks, yeah, just to the T. Looks professional. Very different from your typical pirate look, though. That was my little concern. He looks too fancy, but they're on the you know they're on a the fancy pirate cooking ship. By the way, yeah. the this restaurant is totally a pirate ship. It's uh, or at least the former pirate crew cooks, because all the yeah. cooks <laughs> look like they were part of a pirate crew at some point. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, a bunch spe- of
1: hoodlums, mm-hmm.
0: especially the captain, Chef Zef, or we find it, later figure out his name is. Red shoe Zeph, which I thought was a very badass name.
1: Yeah, I normally see it translated as red leg, but I I'm not sure if there's really a distinction between the word for leg and foot in Japanese, so it could go either way.
0: Possibly. I would think it's more intimidating to say red shoe because I would think of it as not only do you kick your foes to death, but you literally are walking on the fields of blood after you're done, you get shit done yourself. So you have red shoes, red legs and red legs implies you're wearing pants. Red pants, and it's not as intimidating to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, like I wasn't really used to it or expecting it, but I didn't mind it. You know, I'm like, oh, that that's cool. It also makes sense because, as we know later, why he gets the name, it it fits.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Chef Zef is totally the inspiration for Doug Diminome's huge uh, cowboy hat and Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't, you cannot convince me otherwise.
1: Is this a One Piece reference? <laughs> is this a One Piece reference? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god, it's always coming with and over again. Oh, gosh, we're—I'm trying to expand it so far because I want to get to the meat and gritty of this arc. Because
1: yeah, because this is like a little intro. Like you said, we get to see Sanji, and then mm-hmm. he's uh kind of a, a wise guy. We see right because he's waiting, even though he is a cook, because he says all the waiters ran away for unknown reasons right now, mm-hmm. and full body with his girlfriend or you know his lady friend he like called ahead or whatever and tried to get a specific wine ordered so that he could taste it and like pretend to recognize it immediately and show off Mm -hmm. and sanji's just not playing along at all he's like nope not even close not that's not the wine Mm -hmm. so we kind of get some characterization there he's kind of i guess almost no nonsensey at least in this in that sense like he's not gonna go along with your stupidity at well, the
0: very, at the very least, it's with food. If you're gonna try and out bs yes, him with food, exactly. he's he's gonna call you out on it. Well, sorry, he wasn't bsing San, Sanji, Sanji, but he was still like correcting, going, like, "No, you're wrong, dude. It's I know what I'm talking about." Also, he's a bit of a womanizer. If straight up, if the uh, if the lieutenant is on a date or with his lady friend, Sanji's gonna straight up flirt with the lady if he finds her attractive. He's gonna keep doing it. Got a little bit of a Brock from Pokemon in him, a little bit where he's like yeah. with any good looking girl. And then we, because of that, we also see that, you know, Lieutenant doesn't take that kindly, obviously, because nobody would. But Sanji beats him down after, I think, he wastes his soup, right? He uh, yeah. tosses the soup in anger. Presumably,
1: which, he puts a fly in it, though we don't see it. that happen, I don't think.
0: Right, he was, trying to make, he was trying to make him look bad, right?
1: Yeah, and he's like, oh, trying to, like, ruin the reputation, he says, right? So we know that he put it in there. And oh, then he, like... like Crashes his table, therefore destroying the plate or bowl that the soup's in. And that extremely pisses Sanji off.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a little thing. They picked up on it right away, too, because it's when he looks at the bowl and then you just see his eyes shadowed or just like.
1: Yeah, the the cool Zoro Luffy, you're about to get destroyed look.
0: Yeah, more so the trope of like the eyes completely shadowed. To so the point where you don't see their eyes at all is because their hair's covering their eyes or like a shadow. Completely. Yeah covering it where it's like oh he's ticked off or oh there's something going on yeah um and that's what happened and then literally the next panel uh we see the lieutenant who just destroyed those duo bounty hunters by the way we kind of gloss over that but it's right he like
1: crap talked to them and then they just get one paneled the next panel they're down yeah same thing happens to him now with sanji on the other end
0: yeah, and even worse so because he's completely bloodied and he's being lifted up by Sanji, just going like, "You wasted food." Yeah, like choke slams, <laughs> like uh-huh. getting held up by his throat. Mm-hmm. And although the characters aren't very important, the the side cooks on the boat are very interesting, colorful characters. I want to give props to Odo for making me yeah. give note because uh, the one that I have uh, he, he reminded me of Sinbad the comedian, uh, Patty Cook, where Patty, he's. Yeah. Four- He's forcing himself to have like this persona because I'm guessing he's like one of like the like the bouncers, like the burliest of pirates back in his day. Because He's looking to a mirror going like, may I help you good sir? He's, he's pulling that Patrick yeah. <laughs> uh, persona where yeah. he's pretending he's at Winnie Hut Jr. Where he goes, may I take your hat sir? Like he's trying to put right. that look,
1: but obviously it's yeah. not his personality. I like that moment too. Mm-hmm. And then it's nice walked, to get those like little moments of characterization, even for like a character that is relatively unimportant, right? Like I just yeah. I like it a lot. It yeah. helps
0: with the world building of like this is the basically all the cooks where they're coming from. This is the number two on the boat, or at least the number three. I forget where he was. He's he's up there, and as yeah, soon he's he one walked, of the first
1: people to join. We saw in the mm-hmm. flashback.
0: Yeah, and then as soon as he goes out after he's prepping himself, going like, all right. Showtime, and then he walks out, he just he sees Tanji holding up a bloodied customer going, yeah. what the hell is going on? But the main point that what eventually leads to is because I think after this point, we never see that lieutenant ever again. I don't think he's going to be a very important character coming back because the main thing is uh, one of the lieutenant's uh, crew members goes, our prisoner escaped. Uh, cue in the prisoner, uh, killing that crew member right then and there walking in sitting on the table going hey i'm hungry can, can you guys feed me or sorry right. feed me more demanding yeah and then patty cook oh, going the yeah exactly and then patty cook going with that same like may i take your hat sir look going you got any money sir and then <laughs> the pirate trying to be all smart threatening to shoot him in the head going i got lead you guys take lead and then patty took no shit, took no for an answer, and then just start clobbering him on the spot. I don't know how he was able to out quick a, a gun to his head, out quick a bullet, but he's able to clobber him in the head and kick him out going no money, no service. Get the hell out of here.
1: Yeah, he just like overhead smashes the table, like tosses him like, nah, ain't taking none of that crap here, boy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So colorful character, very, uh, very fun. Um, But obviously, Sanji does not agree because um, the crew member, we learn his name later, his name is, uh, Jin, I believe. Um, gin, he I is, think? Gin or Jin it has a G, but I, I thought it was gin. Yeah. Um, I, th- I he, think that kind of makes more sense, but they definitely say Gin. Okay. Just the whole
1: pirate analogy and drinking gin would make sense.
0: That's all I was wondering, yeah, because we literally had a character's last arc named after a vegetable, so I would assume that right. he, he might be named after a, a type of wine or type of alcohol in an arc about food. So I'm gonna go with Jin in this case, but yeah, he's he's outside the he's on the deck of the boat. He's struggling to move, and then Sanji gives him a plate of I think rice or soup. I forget what he gives him, but he gives him food.
1: Yeah, food. and
0: it shows off that character right away, where he doesn't it doesn't matter how scummy or horrible because the guy literally killed a navy crew member in front of the customers, in front of everyone. So he doesn't really care too much about that as much as. This is a man who's starving. He's about to die. No one should go hungry. I'm gonna feed him, even if he doesn't pay, even if he's scum. I'm feeding him.
1: Yeah, we get to see like his kind of value there, like or his values, how what he his feels code. about like people that are hungry, and he like as a chef, his job, as he said, like I feed people that are hungry. That's mm. that's it, cut and dry.
0: Yeah, very and charitable then, uh, person.
1: Yeah. So meanwhile, because Full Body attacked the Straw Hat ship with a cannonball, Luffy gum gum balloon deflected it and kind of wrecked the part (laughs) of the the restaurant he has now been coerced by the owner into being a chore boy essentially Mm. for one year as the deal goes
0: he is possibly the worst chore boy imaginable (laughs) he (laughs) is breaking plates in the kitchen when he's supposed to be washing them he's eating food off of customers plates in front of them it is just like oh my god this is horrible etiquette and they make up a joke about this later on where the main cook Zef goes it'll be more of a favor to me to kick you off the boat with the damage you're doing yeah. to, my, <laughs> to my restaurant it's better to kick you out but he does
1: see Sanji give Ginn or Jin the food and then he decides like right then in there ah that guy that's who I want to be my cook on my but, ship was
0: this was this the quickest Luffy's been impressed by someone because I think Zoro hmm. was pretty fast, too. But pretty he, fast, yeah. But he wasn't uh, he wasn't impressed by Zoro until after he spoke to the children. Oh, sorry, the little girl. And right. and, but and he, just, he went
1: there specifically to recruit Zoro, so that's mm-hmm. kind of different. Yeah. But yeah, I think so. I think this is like an immediate, like, oh, there he is. Yeah, because <laughs> I, don't don't I,
0: I don't think he talked to Sanji at all before this point. And he was just no, like, he, he, ju- he just sees this guy feed him. Feed the uh, the scumbag pirate goes, I like the cut of his jib. I like the heart of gold he has to feed those who are starving. no, Regardless of their character, I like this guy. Which again, proving, again, Luffy just likes people with a heart of gold. Because I think at this yeah. point... Oh, never mind. Sorry. Sanji already proved he can kick ass. He beat up Lieutenant Iron Fist.
1: <laughs> Luffy didn't see that, though. He was upstairs with Zeff.
0: Right. Okay. I think that is upstairs. the
1: first time he saw Sanji.
0: Okay. Um, And then we get more colorful cooks when they're talking about of where uh, Jin came from, where he came from a, a pirate captain named Don Krieg, who was supposed to be known as the captain of the pirate armada, which I thought was a huge step up from the captains we've the two caps we saw prior, where Captain Buggy had his you know colorful crew, and then mm-hmm. we had uh, Captain Kudo Juro Kudo Kuro Kuro yeah Kuro uh, Cladore, um, yeah. I, I remember that name. <laughs> um and his cats even though looking yeah. back on it <laughs> that theme of the theme of cats the black cats it really doesn't really match kudos character looking back on it
1: right yeah just really. the claws. that's it like he just had claws yeah and even then it's like could have chosen a, any animal
0: yeah it, that was more of a freddy krueger thing more than a cat thing yeah but in this case we're like okay this is in our model this is a, a whole navy into itself and it's a and that's why they're worried that by kicking out that, but um, for Patty Cook, the one that looks like Sinbad, kicked them out. They're worried that Don Krieg is going to come and get revenge on them because he has a, the whole armada. They're getting a little frightened. of giving him shit for it. Giving a little foreshadow that, oh, maybe possibly Don Krieg is going to be the main villain arc. Who knows? Right. I mean, perhaps no one's judging. Um, But something that I really took a note on is, again, it kind of reinforces that that crackpot theory I had in episode one where I said Cthulhu is the final boss of the Grand Line (laughs) and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with this. Okay. I'm getting more and more evidence,
1: evidence, every other arc.
0: Uh, Jin goes, I know nothing. Cause Oh, sorry. He uh, Luffy is asking about the Grand Line because he finds out that Don Krieg and his armada were there for at least a week. And Jin was there too. And he goes, I know nothing. It's all a crazy fog. Was it a dream or reality? It's all mixed up in my head. He appeared Mm. so suddenly. And I know you're going to say he's talking about Hawkeye. They show it in the panel after that. But I want to keep in mind, he can mean it. It can mean Cthulhu. It could mean the main thing. It could be. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That's actually, yeah,
1: because I could see like Cthulhu is kind of like an otherworldly being, right? So maybe that, at least the dream state even, even though we know that Hawkeye is the one who showed up that could mm-hmm. be some uh, some evidence there definitely
0: i appreciate you citing me with that on that
1: <laughs> <my> like <laughs> no yeah i'm actually with you i'm with you right now
0: <laughs> cuz I, I like the cuz it's either way even if it's not Cthulhu, i do like this reinforcement of that the grand line is so traumatizing it's so crazy that you are left mad you you go crazy if you do not have the iron wills you will be defeated and lost so there's something else that he said to here that i don't think i don't think i saved damn it but um, it reinforces the fact that the Grand Line was so rough and tough that even an armada of 50 ships lasted only a week to one being. We, we, we know. Who yeah. that we know who that guy is. But oh, he's yeah. only a puppet of the true master, the the birther of the devil fruits, the Cthulhu himself. But we'll move on. I'm just saying I'm sticking with that theory. I'm still sticking with it. Yeah. Oh, I also I also it's proven yet. I also wrote down Oda straight up inspired blood, uh, Bloodborne inspired Yarnum.
1: <laughs> Is this a One Piece reference? Is this a One Piece yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my thing going
0: forward. Oh, gosh. Um, There's also two other uh, colorful uh, cooks I thought in the background. Um, There was a, a chubbier looking cook that looked like a relative of the red haired pirate, the huge guy that shot the other guy point blank in that oh, gruesome yeah, panel. Yeah.
1: Meat boy, as you called him.
0: He had that yeah he had yeah chicken boy meat boy he had that same wide appearance not as wide but he had that same big wide uh round face and glasses he still had that same look um but he was like in one pan in the background and there was another guy who was actually talking who didn't have a mustache it was a stitch mark all across above his lip so it looked like a mustache but it was stitched yeah. on there. <laughs> So I wasn't sure, like, was he like, was his mustache like ripped off like in a comical way that he had to be stitched up from there? What the hell happened to that guy?
1: I guess you can assume something Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Oh, and then one final one. There was an Italian bouncer looking guy who was uh, bouncing heads with uh, Patty Cook the whole time. Again, the reason why Uh, I'm bringing this up is just because it's just a very colorful cast of characters that either have one or zero lines. But I appreciate the effort these side characters get. Because a because it's so much work to give and from a designer's perspective c- credit to Oda and the team to give just a little bit of personality and character to the side characters. Because, again, I'm used to other series like Dragon Ball or Naruto. Actually, no, Dragon Ball is not a good excuse because Dragon Ball side great side characters like Naruto, yeah. where you're literally in a ninja village and all these main side characters and main characters are very colorful and unique. And then you have all these side characters that are so and bland look, and like, boring. And they got
1: black hair and the same face and wearing yeah. the same outfit.
0: And yeah. it's not exactly a con, because I know I like, I like to talk about shit about Naruto. It's not exactly a con, because it, it is a lot of work and effort. Whereas you could be focusing all your talent elsewhere into, like, actual key moments rather than just the background. But I want to give credit where credit's due, because it stuck out to me of, like, well, wow, there's all this effort into this one character. I had, like, one line and one panel but because he had that stitch mustache, it stood out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because it totally fits because it's supposed to be like pirate cooks. I don't, I wonder what his story is. Ha ha. But yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's cool to like just be able to look in a background panel and see like a memorable character. It
0: mm-hmm. really is
1: like a testament to Oda's dedication.
0: And plus, it, I'm pretty sure that like, me mentioning that, oh, that guy looks like Meat Boy from the Red Haired Pirates could also be like good for the hardcore fans that go, is that actually a relative? Could that be important it's like the same. Uh, it's the same uh, balance of logic that Star Wars fans make when they're wa- reading EU books right, or yeah. watching. Where they go, "What? What's that character in the background in that one bounty hunter scene in Empire Strikes Back? Is that a super deep character?" It's kind of like that, but it's enough to yeah. make you go, "I appreciate the effort going there. I appreciate the effort." And I think finally, shit's hitting the fan. Right? I'm at forty six at this point in my notes where Don right, Creed like, shows up.
1: Yeah, Luffy kind of. After messing up like basically every possible task, like we mentioned, they're like, just go take orders, ask them what they want to eat, and tell us. That's oh yeah okay yeah Yeah, mess that up yeah
0: before we get to Don Krieg exactly before we get to Don Krieg he takes orders and then the Straw Hat Pirates are there. Did you did you
1: catch the the drink thing with Zoro? Oh, absolutely, I did. (laughs) <laughs> yes, a lot of people miss it. No, I figured yeah. you wouldn't. Though, yeah, so. yeah, because That's the straw good.
0: hats are ge- the, all the straw hats are giving him shit because he's you know forced to be a tour boy a captain and now he's just a, a lowly chore boy and they're at the table going, "Hey, eh, service, must straw boy. What are you doing?" And then Luffy's being him and he just picks his nose and puts it in Zoro's cup, which by the way, Usopp sees and he's chuckling like a madman going, you don't say, how you don't say about the food here, huh, Zoro? Like he's, Usopp's in on it, he's trying to distract him, (laughs) but Zoro senses it with his swordsman sixth sense and then he forces Luffy to drink the water instead.
1: Yeah, I like okay. that moment. It's fun no. to just see, like, the crew just kind of goofing around with each other, like, jiving, you know, like, throwing digs. I love, like, the little moments that we get here and there.
0: Oh, absolutely. This scene in particular was one of my favorites. I sent you a picture of one of my favorite pages in the entire arc, and I had another one, too, that was the page right before that, where it's just all the characters showing off their unique personalities and traits to each other, where all at once, while still naturally bouncing off each other and its colorful crew, where you have, you know, Zoro being... You know, kind of like, you know, in on the joke. He likes teasing people. He's teasing Ooh. Luffy. Luffy's responding childish because that's how he kind of is. He puts the booger in the drink. Usopp's in on the joke because he wants a good laugh. Meanwhile, right. <laughs> Sanji over there, you know, we knew him as a Florida, a womanizer or a flirter, sees Nami and pulls a me and goes, Oh, my lovely lady, how may I help you? <laughs> and yeah. is straight up going... Like I will give you all the best wine offers. I will give you all the best services. And then Nami immediately picks up on this because again, she's she is wonderful and terrific at reading people. And if this person yeah. is out there, like he's not making it difficult, so she's straight right. up going like, "Hey, this is a bit pricey for someone like me." And then he straight up just goes, "Oh, it's on the house. It's free. It's free. It's on the house for anyone for you, my hello, my dear lady." And <laughs> but this whole time, Sanji is simping so hard for nami yeah usopp is getting the worst end of it where he doesn't first off usopp doesn't finish his plate asking like hey uh waiter are you gonna f- pick this plate up and then sanji's like you still have mushrooms on your plate eat them and then Usopp's like i don't like mushrooms i ate, I ate poison mushrooms when i was a kid giving him his life story and then sanji's like i don't care eat your food don't waste the food again reinforcing the whole don't waste a food thing with sanji yeah. and then usopp and him literally butt heads at each other <laughs> a little, little joke here by Oda where his, cur- his nose is curved upward because they're head- butting heads, <laughs> literally, and then, you know, just Nami just going like, oh, can you uh, make the gourmet like, a little cheaper? And then Sanji, you know, simping so hard, Nami go playing along with it, <laughs> and then Sanji immediately turns to Usopp going, you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. These, like, two pages were so great. It was so like, such a lighthearted comedic experience right before shit gets real. So I was really appreciating those two panels immensely because we got all this characterization, all these characters were highlighting their best traits to each other. And again, naturally towards each other, which is why I loved it so much.
1: And then like during this little kind of conversation, he's like hitting on Nami, Zeph kind of overhears and he's like, oh yeah, you should just go with them then. Go with that hot girl. I don't need you here, you know, like get out of here.
0: Right. We get this consistently throughout the arc where it's very clear that Zeph and the other cooks are trying to tell Sanji to go by insulting him. Because, you know, they're former pirates. They're, they're not very empathetic or sympathetic. Yeah, sorry. They're not that good at expressing their emotions. At least to us normal normies. To pirates, this right, is probably right. them being them. Where they're trying to find every way to say, Sanji, your cooking sucks. Get out of here. And Sanji is a little proud of his cooking where he's like, don't insult my cooking. I know I'm a good cook. So he's not really buying it. But this is going to be consistent throughout the arc where they're constantly trying to get him off the boat. We don't know exactly right. why, but we just know they're trying to.
1: And then we get a little cutaway to Jin, who is reunited with his boss, Don Krieg, who is In also starving. And he's like, I know exactly where to take you. Brought yeah. To we... a restaurant.
0: <laughs> mm. Although it looks like it's just like a shadowed figure. It doesn't look like... like I, I noticed it right away. It didn't seem like it was a whole armada at this point. It just seem like... It was like it was literally in the shadows, like they're trying to do like a supervillain reveal kind of thing. But yeah. if it was really like a pirate armada captain build up, they would have shown him going through the ships. Maybe at this point, that's what I, that's what this is what I assumed when I was first reading, it, going like, okay, something's not right. Maybe it's like a shell of itself. Maybe the the rumors were false. Who knows? But yeah, eventually, and it, I was almost confirmed because when we see Don Creek for the first time and Jin brings him here, he is just as starving as Jin. He is just by himself. He is huge, but he's yeah, just very he's, imposing. Mm-hmm, but he's starving. He's suffering. He's on death's door and. All the pirates The know ship as
1: well. We see like it's also kind of in shambles, right? Like the figurehead is broken and all kinds not of scratches. Yeah, I don't sails remember. Are tattered.
0: I don't think not yet. I think we see it after uh, Well, no. I think you're right because he goes there and then the ship uh, Settles it's, next to the. It
1: shows like the huge ship, like dwarfing the. the yeah. Baratier.
0: Okay. Okay. Sorry. I was I was thinking of back when Jin was first talking to Don. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. When Jin right, brings Don. Right. Yeah. To the Baratier. Yeah, we'd see the ship, and it's a huge ship. I was talking about Kiro, Kiro's Captain Butler's ship. Butler, the Butler from uh the the board game Clue. Um, he had a massive ship and then I'm looking at this ship and it's in rags and shambles like worth like the Black Pearl from parts yeah. of the Caribbean and I'm like, that's a huge ship, but yeah, it has seen better days. And also it's only one ship. Where's the rest of it? And obviously something went down. So right away you could just tell from that ship and also Don being starving and as well as gin. so something really happened from their experiences on the Grand Line. and again, the cooks on the ship are like, No, F this guy. He's like the, you know, the the pirate armada of the seas. We ain't owing him anything because we know that his, his type, if we help him, he's just going to turn on us. And Sanji and his coat of arms. He's like,
1: No, come on. I promise I won't hurt you guys. I just need food. I have money. I'll pay. It's all good. I'm going to eat and leave.
0: Mm-hmm. And then and Patty's Sa-
1: like, Now nah, call the Marines. Like, <laughs> Nope.
0: Yeah. And a fault of Patty is it does reveal that Patty has like this giant hand cannon, which, again, is a weapon from Bloodborne. So Oda, again, inspiring Bloodborne here. Um, he has his he has his giant hand cannon and he only fires it l- a little later after something happens, but he doesn't do anything. He just goes, haha, ha, look at this guy. He's so starving. He's like, you know, we don't have to help him to kick him out. Sanji and his coat of honor brings him food again. And I'm pretty sure Sanji is a magical cook because as soon so as yeah. yeah, as soon as he is fed, and as soon as he finishes eating, he has full strength again, or at the, at the very least enough to act right because he was literally on death's door, and now he's not that's war.
1: that's kind of just like it seems like to be a recurring thing in one piece like we saw it earlier too with yosaku he eats the limes instantly cured like this guy's starving eats instantly back to full strength which it's fine you know it's the thing that Oda does it's yeah, kind the, of funny the but fir- yeah, the first, yeah
0: so for the first time i accepted because i thought it was just the passage of time for the for time's sake for pacing's sake this time it's literally like oh he's eating the bowl and the cooks are still yelling at Sanji, what the hell are you doing? Why are you feeding this pirate? And Sanji is again reinforcing his, his code, which is no one shall starve as long as I can help it. But then as soon as he's turning back to dawn to reaffirm what's going on, he is like, just like streamlined. What's that called? Where you stick your arm out and just talk to the guy yeah. clothesline. Thank you. He clotheslined. I wrote the same Sanji, <laughs> Yeah. Straight into the ground and goes nice ship. Thanks for the food. I'm going to take the ship. And know, I like
1: it. It's mine
0: now. Yeah. And I'll, immediately I'm going, I like this guy. <laughs> I like this bad guy. No BS straight to the point.
1: Right. And then little right after, like he's like, I need food for my 100 men. They're also starving. And some more Sanji characterization. Even though he just got clothesline thrown across the restaurant, he's still like, we got to cook 100 meals. Yeah, we got to cook. Come on, guys.
0: People. Come on, guys. Let's get cooking. So gotta, What a, gotta, what a guy, on. man.
1: What a guy. What a cook, you know?
0: it's i i respect someone's code if they're you know going like that but at the same time i have to draw a line and go dude this guy literally clotheslined you he's gonna oh take yeah i wouldn't away. do it yeah he but, yeah exactly it's showing the character's fault where he's following this code so right. blindly that he's helping his enemies which again character flaw i will accept it especially right. if, if, it, if it goes like, somewhere in the future
1: like i don't necessarily agree but i respect it like you're saying you know it's respectable
0: yeah, it's uh, the big thing with Usopp as well, where it's like, you're a big thing about telling stories and getting other people to do things for you, but, or your, you know, your lack of, your, your, your strong, uh, your overflow of fear is not something that I say, no, oh, that makes me hate the It's like, no, that can be, go somewhere, and obviously that made me like the yeah. character so much, and in this case, I'm going, okay, so he's, he's very devoted to this personal code which is a good code by the way ending world
1: bond, yeah like sense. my job is to feed people not mm-hmm. judge them is what he says yeah <laughs>
0: but obviously in this case we're having a very strange situation where it's like this is literally like this person is literally here to take your home ruin what we find out later basically his father figure his role model that saves him and he's gonna take it everything from you and kill every single one of you but because you're so devotedly. To, you're so you know blind to this code loyal to this code you will still do it and then deal right. with the consequences after that so that is a character flaw obviously because you can't yes it's it's black and white for him it's never gray right. um
1: if they're hungry i'll feed them Cut yeah them. exactly
0: i don't and i don't care if it's hitler i don't care if this person just yeah. killed my parents <laughs> yeah. i will feed them and it's like all right dude <laughs> um We do get to see that hand cannon I mentioned earlier, where uh, Patty Cook gets out his hand cannon. It looks really cool. It looks looks like some weird designs on it. Yeah. Fires it point blank at Don Krieg. He reveals that he's wearing steel armor. Little nitpick. Special
1: kind of steel. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: because although if this is not a special steel, I'm going to nitpick the hell out of this scene because I'm going it doesn't matter if you have the most impervious metal armor a cannonball that close for that velocity that force is still going to break every bone in your torso but we also are in the universe where we have vibranium buggy balls that can level entire towns with one shot so i'm going to go on a limb here and say the same place buggy ball the uh, captain buggy got his cannonballs from this guy got his armor from yeah i I had the same
1: thought though (laughs) because i was like No, they probably still would have broken through the armor, but at least they did like make the clarification that it was some kind of special metal, like, you know, yeah, but they just, they just, they just
0: say, yeah, they just say steel armor, but we're also in the one piece world. We're not in our world. So maybe steel has some unique functions, but it's not enough to ruin it. It's just the main point is this guy is armed to the teeth. And I wrote here, especially with the next panel where he reveals that he has like guns in every corner of his arm his armor. Like every port, every elbow, every wrist gauntlet, every shoulder pad has a gun behind it. A double barreled gun, might I add, and fires all at once, like he's in a scene from Punisher. And then I wrote down he's he's a walking arsenal. He's just armed to the teeth, armor, weapons, he's got it all. Yeah. Such a disappointment when I found out that his actual coloring scheme is that he's not wearing like a black dark gray steel. It looks gold. When gold, I yeah, at the, the, the anime, it's gold. That, that ruined it for me. Because I'm like, gold is not good armor. This is not Minecraft,
1: okay? <laughs> I just assume he painted it for effect.
0: Maybe. Okay, you know what? Maybe he painted it. But even then, I'm just going... It doesn't quite yeah. fit his personality. Because he always sees himself as... Uh, we'll see as he speaks later on. He sees himself as like this military guy. Because nothing, right. nothing shows strength more than military might. He says military might over and over again. So I'll assume, like, if he, it really thinks that, wouldn't his color coding make more sense if it was blue and white, like the navy, or camouflage, like modern day military, or you know, maybe just like
1: gray, you know, like or steel yeah. kind of beat down? Would have been yeah, fine. exactly,
0: or just regular steel because that's intimidating. Or you know, if you're gonna make a uh, a, a homage to the you know the imperial British days, uh, red and white, like a British red coat, but. It's gold. I think it was like the worst color choice. But luckily, I'm reading the manga. So I in my head, it's still black steel. It's still gray in my head. Moving on from that. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing about the black and white manga. Everything is headcanon. Voices, colors. They're all different to your head.
1: Yeah. So then uh, like after Sanji's like, oh, we had to feed these hundred guys. All the other cooks are like, hell no. But Zeph, the owner, he's like, nope, Sanji's right.
0: People mm-hmm. are hungry.
1: We're going to feed him. That's how it goes. That's very, what we do.
0: Very similar code. Yes, Something. Indeed. I wonder why. I
1: wonder why. <laughs> right, why. and then Krieg recognized him. He's like, "Oh, it's Red Shoes Zeph. Right,
0: we we skipped ahead earlier, but yeah, we skipped ahead, and this is when Don Krieg spills the beans of like, "Wait, you're not just a chef. You're Red Shoes. You're Red Shoes F." And then kind of like poking out, going like, "What happened, dude? Why? What? What? Hap- why? He doesn't say it, but I really wish he did. Which was, why are your shoes so clean? Why? Why? I expected like." You're someone of your reputation. I expected this to be a slaughterhouse. Why are your shoes so nice and clean? Also, you have one shoe. But we also had Don Krieg's extra motivation for taking this ship and being unable to be motivated is Chef Zeff has been to the Grand Line. And yes, he made it and back. Survived. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And did not have his whole crew destroyed by one single enemy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is also one thing I noticed where I don't know if it's a mistranslation or if this is part of the world building I'm going to say world building where uh, Krieg says, I see you made it back unscathed when he's clearly missing a leg. So I'm guessing <laughs> is that, is that world building of like a pirate doesn't care if you lose a limb, right? Cause it makes sense. Cause Shanks earlier didn't really care. If he lost an arm. It's the mentality is you're still sailing. You still got some pride in you. You're basically untouched. You're basically.
1: Well, actually in this case, I think all of that is like possible. I think when, as we see, you know, when Sanji met SF, they uh, were not on the Grand Line. So he he did make it back unscathed. And maybe Krieg just knew that because, you know, he heard stories that he came back fine because he lost his leg, presumably right there in the East Blue. I feel
0: like it's being too technical because I don't think Krieg would have known that. I don't think he would have uh, assumed that, oh, he lost his leg after they were stranded after the Grand Line. I don't think he would have assumed that.
1: Or maybe the grand line is just so terrifying that one leg is acceptable.
0: <laughs> exactly. Because we mentioned we remember from that one shot from uh, Gaiman from Gaiman that I still remember that one shot, that one chapter stuck up with me, um, that people return <laughs> with PTSD. People are like zombies. They are shells of their former self. So right. that's why I also mentioned that, you know, Zeph still has his pride. He still has a personality. He's got clean shoes, but, you know, he still seems sane. And that enough right. is for and still, he's still standing upright you know? he, and he's still sailing. He's still got sea legs. So that is enough to tell Krieg as another pirate captain going, OK, you're still you're still saying, hey, a captain keeps a logbook of your experiences. I want that logbook because I want to go back to the grand line. I have a goal. And of course, Luffy sees it as a challenge. And he's still right, on his he's apron. Like, I'm going to be the, the lord of all pirates. <laughs> yeah. And he's and Luf- like, hold up. <laughs> yeah. Luffy's in his apron going, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs>
1: Like, uh, no, you're wrong. That's going to be yours truly. I
0: appreciate though, because I thought it was a great moment with Luffy again, because he has all yeah. this confidence despite. Like, no tact. Yeah, again, another great wide panel uh, that I remember with that Oda Diz where Krieg is on the right, fully decked out in this vibranium buggy ball armor with double barrel uh, hand cannons and uh, revolvers. Yeah, looking
1: downright menacing.
0: Yeah, and, and towering. Look to right. the left. <laughs> We see a bunch of <laughs> yeah. chefs cowering, and in front of them is the chore boy in an apron and a straw hat, yep. going, "No, I'm going to be the king of pirates."
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like that panel as well.
0: Yeah, and but and after that, when you see like the face to face panels, uh, Kree's trying to look intimidating with the shadows over his eyes, and then Luffy has a big white smile as he always does, ready for the challenge. And I go, "That's the reason why I keep liking Luffy. He just has this these balls of steel, man. He just <laughs> doesn't doesn't yeah. care." And he loves it. He just loses um,
1: confidence. Like, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, was, I loved it. And I think, God, what? I want to say is number. And then r-
1: again, like, Zoro, it flashes over Zoro and Usopp. And Zoro's like, oh, hell yeah. Is it time to go? Right. And he's like, nah, I can handle it. Right. So <laughs> key detail. Yes,
0: yeah, so right. Key detail. I forgot to mention this. Key detail for those following along. Don Krieg shows up two days after Jin leaves. So, like, Jin leaves. Two days later, he comes back. Um, in that time period, because after we talked about the Straw Hat crew being on the, at the table sitting together, I had to go back and clarify this because um, I was wondering why weren't all the crew at Straw Hats or not all the members back on that boat? And that's because two days have passed, and they were originally right. back on the uh, the go
1: Yeah, and it's only Zoro and Usopp there now. Yes,
0: only yes, only Zoro not there. Yeah, only Zoro and Usopp come back. And uh, I, I had to clarify this because I was wondering, like especially because of the later events. I was trying to keep track of where all the characters were. But I, I missed that two days later panel. So heads up for those who are somehow right. listening to us before reading along. But I, I have to take a note of that. Um, was it is it 48 or 49 when shit hits the fan, by the way? Like I, I said that already. But again, times two when shit hits the fan times two. Is it 48 or 49?
1: I think it's 48 when it starts popping off.
0: I think I'm so. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe. I
1: didn't really mark it that well. I should have.
0: Possibly. I, I didn't write it down either because we're getting because everything after that is what matters mostly. It all
1: just blends together so well in this arc. Like like we were saying how quick it moves, you know, it's just like bam, bam. Incredibly happens, fast happens. paced.
0: It is incredibly fast paced. I think I read this entire arc in a day and a half or one day total worth of reading time because I'm just like this. It's just like you said, just it flows yeah, on a very, actually. very bingeable arc, especially when you get to this part and we've been oh, yeah. hyping it up a little bit. In The very beginning, but much more in this arc of the before this, right? Very so, chapter. To the
1: prelude the uh, Zeph is like he comes out with a big bag of food, he gives it to him, he's like, Take it, and Creeks like, Oh, I'm gonna be back, you know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He leaves to go feed these guys, right? And they
0: mention they mention reports of like, Oh, what happened to this armada? Like, Oh, they were struck down by again, because Jin mentions they were struck down by one man. And before I flip the page, I was thinking, Cthulhu. And then you flip the page and we see <laughs> right. the shadowy figure and I go, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a man with Hawkeyes. <laughs> yes. And then that makes Zoro sweat profusely. Yeah. He's like, he looks
1: like he's really excited, like nervous. He's like,
0: oh yes. I want to say the first time it was definitely more nervous, more nerve wracking. The second time he steals himself and goes, yeah, yeah. I, I reaffirms his belief. He needs to go to the grand line to find this Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, his not, heart rate definitely up. Not the Marvel superhero, I want to clarify. Not the Marvel superhero. Uh, <laughs> much, it's Hawk, much cooler. I, yeah, Hawk-Eye, and I have to agree, yes, with Justin here. Much cooler than Marvel's Hawkeye. And basically before Dawn can attack Luffy and the whole boat right then and there again, because, again, he wants the boat, he wants the food, he wants that logbook. The remains of his galleon, I don't think it has a name. I don't think we get the name of the boat.
1: No, um, I don't
0: think we do. After the crew is fed, he takes the food that Zeph hands them over and Don Creek. Oh, this is a callback to like, I think I mentioned it in our second episode, where what was the trope of buggy sitting with all that swagger on that chair? Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if there's a trope for that. And yes, there is. It's the slouch of villainy. And basically, when a villain just slouches on a chair. Just word for word, it's it's a trope because you see it over and over again. I still think Buggy did it much better than Krieg did because that was like a a whole page panel of just Buggy exuding character and confidence. Whereas Krieg in this case is just like, all right, you guys done? All right, we got work to do.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Zoro also revealed that this man with the Hawkeyes is the same person he left his village to look for. When you know mm. we know that he got lost and blah blah blah, and then met yeah. Luffy, the
0: supposedly the greatest swordsman in the world, and to prove that he is the greatest, he must beat him in a sword fight. Indeed. And then um, that boat suddenly splits in half. That Krieg is on not the baratier, the major galleon, the huge thing like yeah, triple decker.
1: Like right it's, as they start attacking,
0: <laughs> it's just cut in half. Yeah, and the crew after they were you know revitalized with the magical food of the baratier. They're all reinvigorated, which in that case could have been a passage of time kind of pacing issue. Right.
1: It it does cut away, so it could have been a couple of an hour or two later or whatever.
0: But if we're we're continuing the magic food trend here, let's just say it reinvigorates them right away. And then as soon as they're reinvigorated and we see Krieg real quick showing how brutal he is because he just used one of his crewmen because they didn't want to capture the ship right away. uh, The ship is sliced in half and the crew immediately is Demoralized once more But they're energized They're just demoralized
1: Right And, and going, before we get to his reveal though uh-huh. Luffy he's like Sees all this chaos And he's like Oh crap I gotta go check on Yosaku, Johnny, and Nami On our ship
0: Right And yeah. then he, And
1: then they're like He runs to the ship But it's
0: not there it's, There's no <laughs> ship We Yosaku just see, and Johnny Are we, in the ocean We just see Two soaked bounty hunters Going Nami took our treasure And took the merry-go And fled she sailed dun, dun, dun. away and immediately at first I had the the same one piece shocked face as the crew yeah. members when they heard the news, but then immediately I'm going character moment, character moment. Is it happening? Is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, not this arc, but God, I hope it's soon. I hope that they don't pull a Yu-Gi-Oh where like, I don't know if, if you guys watched or read uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, but there's a moment in that series real quick. Uh, Bakura, the side character, he can, uh, uh, yes. he can curse certain objects. You know, I'm going with this, right? He curses yeah. a piece of the Millennium puzzle and goes, I want to put a piece of my personality in this puzzle as Yugi reassembles this puzzle. And I don't think that story arc goes anywhere for hundreds of episodes.
1: Yeah, it's like the longest.
0: Yeah, to the point where I am convinced that that author actually legit forgot and had an aide or a fan remind him in a letter and he went, oh, shit. I should probably do something about that. <laughs> but then we,
1: we get like a little mini flashback to Johnny and Yosaku's story, right? They see her looking at the poster again, presumably like at a different time. And they're like, ooh, stay away from that guy. Right. He disappeared then, a while and he just came back to his old ways and you and don't all, want to fuck And with all
0: him. she says with like the straightest, most unexpressive face possible, like you can tell she's trying to, but yeah, it's just empty enough. And Oda's, I'm, I'm praising Oda a lot in this, in this arc and I appreciate it because- the face looks like she's trying to express, but there's it's missing the usual expressive, like, you know, the action lines when someone is, like, looking up Mm -hmm. with, like, attention. There's usually an exclamation mark or there's lines around their head. There's none of that with her. And it's just one word, and it just goes, ah, like she's responding to his point. Tell um, me right away, oh, there's something. Obviously, that character is much more important than just some scary figure. Maybe it's really important. I don't know how important... But clearly it is, as we'll see, like, and I think two chapters, we'll see a very more emotional response. But she fools the two bounty hunters. She does the usual Nami thing where she's like, oh, can you look away? I want to change my clothes, be a gentleman. And being dudes, they're just being pervs, going, oh, we could just take a peek, right? No big deal. She pushes them off the boat. She goes, I steal from pirates, remember? You dumbasses. And then takes the boat Peace with out. all the treasure. <laughs> Peace. And... Nami does it again, but obviously it's leading to God. I hope it's the next arc like don't pull don't pull a Yu-Gi-Oh and wait like ten arcs from now. I know it's a thousand chapters, but do you want me to tell you? No, don't tell me. Do not tell me <laughs> Okay. Um, I, it, ha- it has to be sooner than later because I know in the ads like because obviously because we read from the Shonen Jump manga app, I know she's there, so I know it's sooner rather than later. But I hope that that characterization arc exactly is what i'm getting not just some like right. oh we found nami again oh we forgave her because luffy's we very team up again
1: yeah let's team up again
0: right because luffy is saying that no she is a navigator period we're not getting a new one and then zoro just gives up and just goes all right whatever you say captain
1: yeah because like he's he's looking around he sees the merry-go in the distance he's like oh there it is we gotta follow it mm-hmm. or you guys gotta follow it more specifically right yeah and, and i after think
0: it. yeah eventually they send uh back the bounty hunters and usopp right to go a little later, a little later, but it's going to be the reason why we don't see these characters for the fight. Because after right. a certain point, it's going to be just Luffy and Sanji against Don Krieg and the crew. Yeah, because he was
1: going to send Luffy and Zoro immediately. He's like, "Hey, you got to go." And Zoro's like, "Ah, screw her." He's like, "No, it has to be her." And Zoro, right. you know, respects his captain's wish. He says, "Okay, I'll go after her. you said it. I'll do it."
0: Hey, Justin, I think we should. Great stop. moment for Zoro. I, th- I think we should stop pussyfooting around. What happened to that ship?
1: It was sliced in two by a Mihawk, the greatest swordsman in the world, as he is introduced.
0: I want to point out this single panel, his introduction. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Very What? He,
1: I love his style, man. He's riding on, like, a crossed little mini ship, his huge, mm. like, cross sword on his back. He just got, like, some old, like, gothic style that's unreplicable, you
0: know? It reminds me of, uh... I th- his overall design uh, screams to be spaniard because he's got like the three musketeers kind of hat yeah yeah Uh, although although that's a french hat but like his facial hair and the the i originally thought they were tattoos on his arm and i kind of still wish they were but he's clearly wearing a a long sleeve vest like he's wearing you can see the the shirt sleeves on his arm and i think because again, I was looking for color palettes. Um, I would say, did
1: you look up his color palette? Because I think his really pops well.
0: Uh, his is palette's pretty good. But again, like, I wish they were tattoos rather than just designs on a shirt. But would yeah, be cool because they were very intricate looking designs. And I'm thinking, like, oh, that's really great. I wonder if they were like tribal tattoos or something. But um, they were sleeves and they were like dark maroon, I think. over like attached to a black vest, an open vest. And the hat makes it. He's got like very sharp facial hair. Um, his he's wearing what looks to be a Christian cross necklace. It looks to be, mm-hmm. and he's got like you mentioned the edgiest of uh huge, uh, great swords where the handguard is almost as long as the blade itself. And yeah, there's like
1: gems and laid along like the handle and then down the hilt too. I think
0: that sword reminded me of what's the character's name? The character from Trigun. He carried the giant gun cross on his back everywhere.
1: Oh, I, I can't remember his name either. Oh, I, I do. I know what you're talking about. And I can it see reminded,
0: it. Though. It reminded me a little bit of that. But the sword itself also had some crazy designs that matched his shirt. So he's got some crazy design going on. He's got the hawk stare. So when they mentioned he has hawk eyes. And it's like, oh, they weren't exaggerating. Like, did they? they yeah, the
1: oh, literally. Character <laughs> design got, delivered on that.
0: And just from him rolling in, Krieg's crew is like traumatized, they're yeah. They're like panic. freaking out. They are freaking the hell out. Zoro, by the way, is also freaking out a little bit. Not he's a little more contained, but he's freaking out too. He's getting his nerves. Yeah. And there's a pirate trying to shoot at um shoot at him from a I distance. Love, I love
1: the moment though when the pirates like during their freak out, they're like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why did you chase us all the way here from the Grand Line?" He's like, hmm, "For fun." For fun. <laughs> I got bored over there.
0: Oh well, I needed to quit- kill some time, you know. Side note, what do you imagine uh, he sounds like in your head? Does he sound like a certain actor or character in your head? Because I always thought he had like a Spanish twang, like Indigo Montoya from Princess Bride.
1: I I would actually, I kind of would imagine him with like a deep, almost like George Takei voice, but not quite that deep, I guess. You know what I mean? That kind of like inflection almost is what I would imagine.
0: It, I could kind maybe of maybe with a little that. more grit on it, you know. Maybe again, because I saw him as like a, a Spaniard. Just again, because those tattoos—I thought the tattoos were on his arm were like a Day of the Dead, like de- Dios de los Muertos kind of design. So I mm-hmm. thought maybe like the skull kind of thing. Like, okay, maybe Spaniard, Mexican inspired.
1: Yeah, especially
0: with is. all the, the the Christian imagery where he has the cross, he's got the, right. the, the the Catholic necklace. So I was thinking maybe he had the the Spanish accent, at least, or a Mexican accent.
1: That's why I was I thinking,
0: like, a, a deeper voiced Indigo Montoya, where instead of going, like, you know, like, you killed my father, prepared to die. And so he goes, like, for fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, that's how I imagine it. it. It it works in my head. But I was just curious about that. Yeah. Because uh, when the pirate, a uh, side pirate, tries to take him down with some with some shots, he just deflects it like he's a light, like he's a Jedi um, with crazy swordsman skills. And the pirates just go, OK, we can't touch him. Like, don't bother. Don't bother trying. And then we get, we get our first Dante versus Virgil fight. Right. Zoro's just
1: suddenly on the ship with the Creek Pirates. It looks like he's right behind them. He's like, don't even bother shooting at him.
0: It's worthless. Yeah. It's, it's the subtlety of a swordsman. Like you,
1: and they're like, what the hell? How do you get here? You know, they mm-hmm. have the, the shock, the exclamation points. Yeah. And then it, it's on.
0: Mm-hmm. Where, God, we just get this guy um, just... He's, like, unimpressed by Zoro, where he's, like, you know, he's pulling the Dio thing, where he's, like, you're approaching me, kind of thing. And then (laughs) Zoro doesn't say, I need to be next to you to beat your ass. He doesn't say that. Yeah, he
1: literally, like, he's, like, you're (laughs) a pathetic weakling.
0: Yeah. You should
1: know just by looking how far above you I am. Yeah,
0: so at first, I will admit, at first, I will admit I didn't like Hawkeye's personality, because when I saw that, I heard him say pathetic weakling. I go, oh, so he's literally Virgil. Okay, so not <laughs> yeah. too, not too crazy, not too special. But he's, he's actually a realist. Yeah, he's a, a a realist. Yeah, exactly. And gosh, and then we get this buildup of this is still chapter oh, 51. He has some of the best lines, but in well, basically yeah. in the in the buildup before the showdown because fifty one is the showdown. Fifty, it's the buildup of what drives you. To fight me. Is it madness? Is it insanity? Did Lord Cthulhu drive you mad, good swordsman? Right. Again. But are
1: you confident or just stupid?
0: And then Zoro responds, I'm ambitious. I made a promise to a friend. Mm-hmm. I may be outskilled, but it's not like me to turn away a challenge. We need a fight.
1: And then right after that, we get a quick cutaway to that Nami scene you mentioned. Wanna yes. About that? And
0: the, the final bit of uh, teasing for hopefully the next arc where nami is we get the bigger picture Fratella. yeah we get the we get the bigger picture of okay so is is there more complexity to nami than just simply steal treasure to just raw pirates And she by herself. So it's not like she's she could be lying to herself, but it doesn't seem like it the way was set up. Yeah, where it was. If we meet again, if we meet again, I really hope we sail together like she does not. I hope I can
1: really join them one day.
0: Yeah, but she's also aware because she's hoping because she's aware she's doing some really bad stuff. But I can't wait to be free Bellamia bellamere right
1: that's the most interesting line i think is that she's crying says i can't wait to be free
0: yeah so going back to that previous goal she had where she wants to buy that island or to free her friend or something so it tells me bellamere is that friend and i wonder if nami is like actually an indentured servant or like someone who's like actually on a leash she's not free obviously because she wants to be free so she's right. under some type of contract she's under control by someone maybe it's the wanted poster guy. I don't know. But that would explain a lot and go, Okay, that's why she's desperate for for all this money. She's it's probably her only way out. So we'll see where that goes. And we'll see who this Bellymere character is too. But that was one page.
1: The most emotion we've probably seen her show up to this point, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So that's why it got me very curious. But unfortunately, or fortunately, it is completely overshadowed by the next chapter which is, yeah. it's an action yeah. chapter. So we'll keep it's it wait. on. Yeah, well, it's an action chapter. So there's not much going on, but there's very key things I want to point out. When they eventually they do fight, uh, Zoro gets the bandana on. It's a super serious try hard mode. He's got yeah. the swords ready.
1: Before the the fight starts, like Mihawk, like that little cross necklace, he pulls it off. It's a little tiny knife. Okay, He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. You, this I'm... is the smallest one I've got. I noticed,
0: <laughs> I noticed that right away too, where it's the yep. necklace is a dagger. It's not, yeah, it a, cool. uh, it's not, it's not just a religious thing. It's, it's actually a holder for his dagger. So maybe he's not religious at all. Right. And then he responds, you know, cause like you insult me with that dagger. And then uh, he goes, I'm not the kind of fool who hunts hot rabbits with a cannon. Yeah. And that's I'm just, a great line. And I'm just like, God damn, the arrogance or the <laughs> skill. I kind of, yeah. I kind of dig it. It- it's like,
1: yeah, he really does come off as like a super arrogant, pompous asshole. But as we realize basically in this chapter, he's really not. He is just super real with it, and he's not gonna sugarcoat it.
0: There's a certain serp- there's a certain type of arrogance, or if you call it that arrogance, that I accept. And it's with the characters who actually have that skill. Um yes. there's another uh it's so random. It's like it's the one of the bosses from the Titanfall 2 campaign that actually I was watching a let's play with the super best friends uh, wooly pointed out that Viper he's one of the bosses in Titanfall 2 where he's controlling like this um, mecha that's tightened with like jetpacks and rockets and sniper rifles and he's like the same thing where he's like like the sky is as mine kid like you have no control over it if you exude that much confidence you deserve it though if you're actually that skilled if you have the skill to back it up and it makes it hype when you're just like god it's so great to watch this guy fight and we see that with Hawkeye, because Zoro is going in all out with all three of his swords, and this one dagger he tries
1: to use his onigiri, but
0: one dagger laugh. stops it. And there, he's just he's toying with them. He's like like poking at the swords.
1: All catches all three of his swords like right at the point where they cross and just stops him there. And Zoro, like, says he's so strong he can't even move his swords because he's being held there.
0: Yeah. And Zoro gets his actually his second round of characterization, which bumps him up in my personal ratings list of the Straw Hat. Oh, crew, because Straw Hat, he's going, Is the gap this actually wide? Like, he's not, he's not, he's not, a, he's not a fool, Zoro. He's, he's aware, like, he thought yeah. maybe he had a chance, but it would be a tough fight. But uh, while he's fighting him, he's realizing like the gap is actually this wide. He's sweating. He's black. He's starting to lose it a little bit, but he's still trying.
1: Yeah. He, he's he got slapped in the face with a, a harsh reality, but he accepts it. As uh, You know, he, you he know realizes if Hawkeye
0: true. actually hand slapped him at one point, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like just like <laughs> just like a backhand slap in the middle of the fight. Like, I have no doubt that he could have. Okay, okay, anime studios out there. If you're ever gonna redo the One Piece anime series, and I really hope they do, because let's be honest, that current anime series it has its ups. But it has a lot I, more I would downs. like a One Piece Kai, you know, somewhere down the line. Yeah, a, a One Piece Kai uh, redo the One Piece Brotherhood, scene. whatever. Uh, you while know, you're yeah. doing your Sakaga budget scene with a uh, Hawkeye and Zoro, a Hawkeye is toying with him. Have a real quick scene where he just bitch slaps Zoro, just real quick. And then while Zoro's having his moments, That would like,
1: make him seem a little cockier, though. A little shit. cockier, yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's quite.
0: But again, at this point, it would Hawkeye, be funny, though. Yeah. But yeah, by this point, Hawkeye is looking down on Zoro like this completely. Because he still thinks he's just yeah. some foolish kid who thinks he's all that.
1: I mean, he probably gets this like every other week, right? Like some swords. Exactly. We just saw him. Like, oh, we just on. saw
0: him cut a galleon in half. We just saw him deflect yeah. bullets with looks like his mind with a sword out. So he's probably a Jedi as well. Who knows? Or Sith. Or or a gray Jedi, but um, who knows? But he lands what looks like a fatal blow with the dagger. He lo- It looks like he stabbed them yeah, in the straight heart, straight in but-
1: like the solar plexus. You know, it's like bam.
0: Yeah, just straight through. And after is that what it's
1: called? I feel like that's not what's called.
0: I really don't know. It looked like the heart to me, the uh, center of his chest, <laughs> the sternum. I just the sternum is the bone, but um, right, yeah. I don't know what's beneath that, but yeah, it's he cuts through, he pierces through. Everyone's freaking out the bounty hunter brothers uh, obviously want to assist their their brother in arms but luffy's holding them back while well, luffy's also sweating and panicking too cuz he thinks he's going to lose his first crewmate
1: right but he still holds them back
0: yeah, he still have the code of honor of let him do his thing he would never forgive us if we helped him out here he would never right. want to be with me ever as a crew member, if he,
1: the same like thing he did in the buggy arc, right? He stopped exactly from interfering. He's like, no, you got to let this. Is, and yeah, fight. this is
0: one of his swordsman fights. We have to let him do it as much as I'm hating this, too, because I'm getting real nervous here, too, bro. Especially he's kind he of losing a lot of blood here. Yeah, but then we get a great moment where again, and this is what made me really love Hawkeye at this point, too, where Hawkeye goes like something like you do not let streets. Why do you not like yeah, you, so why are you just
1: standing there with my knife in your chest?
0: Yeah, the other death wish. And um, something along the lines of, God, I wish I wrote down the lines, because these are some of the best lines in the entire series so far. 51 <laughs>
1: oh, and <laughs> I gotcha. I did Yeah, thank that. you. But they were great. So yeah, said, says like, why do you not retreat? And Sora says, if I retreat even one step, my ambition and everything I care about will be shattered and my dreams will be lost forever. And Mihawk's like, yeah, that's called defeat.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zoro's has... like,
1: I prefer death.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause at that point he's still pulling that Virgil personality where he's going, like, yeah, that's called losing. It's called defeat. Are you still mad? But Zoro reaffirms that I'm sane, I have my own code. Um, what what is what Zoro says that actually impresses Hawkeye the first time and then he actually puts away the
1: that he's when he says, like, I prefer death to defeat. And right, then Mihawk's like, wow, what a strong sense of spirit. He says, "Yeah,
0: a sense of spirit." He goes, "Okay, there's something there." And then yeah, I and will he pulls get... the knife out. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he, no, he puts away the knife and then he draws his actual sword. And then well, I he's look. like,
1: he pulls it out and he asks for his name. He says, "Tell me your name. I'll remember it."
0: Yeah, it's Roanora Zoro. Right, that's the full name. Yeah. Roanora? Okay, Roanora.
1: Yeah, Roanora Zoro.
0: Okay, um, I had to remember that again, because again, like when he says It's, his a, it's name. based
1: on a, a French pirate who his name was like ro or something like that. I don't know what to pronounce okay, it, okay. Because, basically,
0: yeah. Yeah, okay, Roanora. And then I love when Hawkeye draws a sword to give him the actual clash he wants. Again, Creek's right. crew so is like, going, he's, he's got trick. the
1: sword, everyone get out! <laughs> everyone yeah, they
0: get a, <laughs> another wave of PTSD.
1: Like, yeah, exactly, they see the sword drawn out. again. And yes, it, the world's finest blade, he calls it So, as a like, respect, I'll deal the finishing blow with this
0: I have a slight nitpick Does the sword have a name? It does, yes Okay, because in this, he just calls he just, At least in what I read, he calls Then I will finish it with this black blade And I'm like, right. really? It's not called this black blade Like if it was called <laughs> Like if it was quotation marks black blade It would be a little better But Yeah, it's
1: not a spoiler, do you want the name of it?
0: No, but if it does have an okay. L name down the line, yes, Then and that's does. good because I'll because when you first said this black blade, it feels like something that you would put like in a play or like a sci-fi film where you're like, yeah. this
1: black blade of Onyx, right. and, Like and just, the black blade.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're 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 putting too much detail in the adjectives. Is that the name or not? And it's not. So that could have been a translation issue, but or just yeah, and, that'd be like
1: pretty disappointing when Emonji is such a cool name
0: oh but um yeah he pulls out the blade and then they do like their samurai clash right the, the very classic traditional like samurai clash where they charge at each other and do one swing and it ends it um or at least what like the, the climax of the fight right even though Which clearly real
1: quick yeah, yeah by the way did, I ever, did we ever talk about zorro's the one he the sword he got from queen of the Wado shimonji did i ever tell you like the meaning of that name
0: uh not the meaning of the name no i just know that it was her sword
1: okay yeah basically it's like the straight road of harmony Okay. Is what the name would translate to, which is pretty freaking cool in my opinion.
0: Ah, the straight road of harmony. I could imagine that being like, if I perfect with this, then I will find my inner peace, my harmony. Is that what I'm getting? Something at like here?
1: that. That's what I would imagine. Yeah.
0: Okay. Something like that. Because after the clash happens, and we see the black blade with a uh, Hawkeye. I'm still calling him Hawkeye, by the way, because he doesn't say his name until a little later. Most most people
1: call him that, anyways. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, because he, he does have a name. Um, and Hawkeye and Zoro do their samurai clash. He does his hidden three swords technique, his anime move, um, which looks kind of cool. That like, there's three circles going around, it's like some weird thing going on. Right. It, it surprises Hawkeye for a bit. There's actually the exclamation mark where he's like, "Oh!" But they clash, and both of Zoro's main blades are shattered. He's cut well, both
1: of them that are not the waterish emoji. Yeah, brilliant. well, I was gonna
0: say both of his blades both of right, his right, right. blades the yes. black his yes, black sword but the mouth the sword in his mouth which is um what's your name quina yeah quina her sword is still intact but he realizes he's lost because you know he's his swords are broken He's stabbed he hasn't marked hawkeye at all but props to yeah Zorro. there's like a
1: it was like a cool subversion there you know how like in that stereotype of that scene when the the swordsman sheaths his sword. The other swordsman like goes down at the same time. Exactly. That's after why, this that's, clash, he sheaths his sword up because he's lost and he knows mm-hmm. it's over. And he's the one that's been wrecked. Yeah,
0: you know? he he she's Queen of Sword and props to Zoro because even though he's bleeding out, he's he's thinking he's gonna die. He yeah. turns Death quickly. Over yeah, he turns quickly to Hawkeye, and I think he goes like, "What are you doing?" And then something along the lines of. um it's dishonorable for a swordsman to have to be cut in the back, like if he was retreating. Right? Wounds
1: on the back are a swordsman's shame.
0: And then we see Hawkeye smile with like pride, yeah, says, magnificent.
1: Yeah. Like, he's like, "Ooh, hell yeah!" And so now and then Hawkeye just slices yeah. the ever-loving fuck out of Zoro.
0: Yeah, it gives him the a horrible cut right across the body, and you and everyone thinks it's the death blow, but it's a Shonen series. The characters aren't going to die that fast. And we kind of
1: know that it's not, because, like, as he does it, Mihawk, th- Mihawk thinks to himself, like, don't be in a hurry to die,
0: young warrior. That's you the know? next chapter, yeah. But the chapter 51 does end on um, the cliffhanger that, oh, he's got, got cut. He's, right. He's defeated, and Luffy himself is panicking, screaming Zoro. So, but obviously Shonen series, it's he's, he's not dead. He's not dead. Right, yeah. But... Um, but we have like this declaration after, yeah, we figure out that Hawkeye didn't deliver. He intentionally didn't kill the death blow because obviously he is such a great swordsman that he knows exactly how deep to cut the person to leave the wound, but not to kill him. It, I, I'm fine with this trope. Like it's again, exuding the skill he has. I'm like, you know what? He can cut a ship in half. I'm pretty sure he can have the accuracy to not kill a person. But you I could can also interpret
1: that. it as, like, he just he didn't cut, like, he didn't slice him in two, obviously. Yeah. But let's see if you have the strength of will to survive, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be in a, in a rush to die just yet. And then we see Zoro, like, actually return out from the sea, like, trying to swim up. And the brothers are, you know, healing him up with the salve. They're trying to help him out. And, this and whole, then,
1: yeah, Luffy, he starts attacking Mihawk. Yeah,
0: like, oh, Yeah, I'll let you guys duel, but that doesn't
1: mean I'm going to be happy with yeah, you. Yeah, the outcome. sword
0: fight's done. The sword mad. fight's done. <laughs> now, now I'm in on this brawl. Now it's me and you. Right. Now Luffy has joined Smash. You just uh, messed
1: up my swordsman, man.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then he Hawks impressed, like oh, like I'm impressed that you waited for us to yeah, finish. He, exactly. <laughs> he,
0: this go, this quick characterization turned from like oh, he's this over cocky motherfucker who I'm starting to like. Okay, you're just a badass guy, rival in the future. But now you're exuding like this pride, like you're eager for this fight yourself now. Like there's something yeah. like this this fire awakening in him,
1: right? Like it almost seems like he's just so far above, like Even a strong swordsman like that we'd consider like Zoro, right? That he's waiting for someone that's going to step up and really challenge him. And
0: Zoro and Luffy are still way far down there, but from their resolve, from their, uh, from their, you know, their goals and their how dedicated they are to their stances, he and to each other, their loyalty. He goes, "Okay, you two have some potential. Discover. Okay, I actually wrote down here if you don't mind. Discover yourself." See the world and grow strong, Zoro. However long it may take, I shall await you at the top. Strive with your whole heart and mind to best this blade, Fierce One. Strive to surpass me, Roanora Zoro. And immediately I go, okay. Where is my Hawkeye Virgil character action game? Where, (laughs) Where is my... Where is it? Where? Where? Why don't I have it? Where this guy is? He's in three chapters. This guy has skyrocketed to the top of my coolest side characters list.
1: Yeah, a lot of good like characterization done in a relatively short amount of time for Hawkeye. Like I was the same as you. Like when he first comes in, kind of just like oh fuck this guy. But by the end, you're like ooh Hawkeye, hell yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like first chapter, I'm going okay. He looks really cool. Personality, he's a bit stale. Then two chapters later, it's like okay, no it's because he's it's not a little weird here but this is my connections i always make here he, he almost reminded me of saitama a bit from one punch man where he's like so far from the top he's bored but he's oh, also yeah, arrogant totally. in this case but now he sees potential that okay given some time these guys could actually give me a fight these guys could actually get something riled up in me because he sees some potential in Zoro, even when he's you know cutting him down and he smiles and he says Magnific- magnificent magnificent so he goes all right strive to surpass me i will see you at the grand line i will see you at the fighting ring
1: yeah i'll be waiting at the top bro
0: yeah crawl your way up (laughs) so it's very unfortunate that i say after that it's very unfortunate that we have another 16 chapters of the actual pretty good fight between sanji luffy uh krieg and honestly i forget the guy's name the pearl dude. pearl pearl yeah that's his name oh it's literally pearl yeah, because,
1: well, maybe that's like his pirate epithet, but everyone was calling him Pearl. So Okay, yeah,
0: because of the side, I, we, I've, we have Hawkeye is one of the best side characters ever. I honestly think of side characters we've seen so far. I don't Pearl disagree. Pearl is as low as the, the Meow Brothers, like to me. Yes, he
1: is. He's one of the worst. Agreed.
0: And and that's honestly purely from his character design. I'm not a fan of it. His personality is quite funny. It's very childish. It's very tantrum-like, where Yeah, yeah. Gets, it's like I don't hate him. I hate the way he looks. Yeah, exactly. It's purely aesthetic. And I'm it kind of matches my initial thoughts going into the series at first. Because I was remembering like some crazy aesthetics that I've seen here and there. I haven't seen this guy, but it matches the fears of like some designs do get crazy. But mm-hmm. I honestly don't see it as a detriment to not go on, obviously, because it's like this is Oda style. He will literally try different things. Yeah, and yeah, things.
1: it's not it's not getting any tamer. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> and obviously the personality fits because this guy who's a pearl hard as a pearl protective and, you know, perfect defense like an unbreakable pearl. So, yeah, he might be a little livid when he sees himself bleeding after Sanji is able to deliver a cool swift kick, right? And I kind of hate to speed over because Hawkeye was like the, to me, the Zoro Hawkeye was the, such the peak of the fight. And Sanji kind of just yeah. eats it a lot in these next coming fight scenes. Is there anything in particular that is incredibly key to Sanji other than his backstory and the fact that he's a, he's like a Bruce Lee kicker or Chun Lee kicker? Right. Like he, he we see that he's
1: like, mainly we just kind of see his fighting style. He's kind of Eddie Gordo, right? Yeah. And we also kind of see that he's pretty good. He was kind of wrecking Pearl until the whole debacle with Jin uh, putting a gun to his head, right? Right.
0: Jin comes in with the double barrel going, not so fast. You make another move. I'm going to blow this guy's head off. He points it at the back of his After crippling his peg leg, which is a very dick move, man. It's like he's a pirate or something. Right. Dick move, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they play dirty.
0: Yeah. And the uh,
1: one moment that I did like, not from Sanji, though, from Luffy, is uh-huh. that he opened this fight with the same move... That Krieg did to Sanji, but like gum gum version, right? Oh, he the clothe lined everyone with both of his arms and took right. out like half the crew. Okay, okay. He, I think metaphorically for me that was like, yeah, see what I got now. Like I can do that too and yeah, better.
0: Devil fruit power showing it off, and that's when Krieg sees right. it. Some props I will give to Krieg because again, the second half of this arc, it's not a bad thing, but it is a bit of a blaze, a blur for me, because it does yeah, so much action. happens, but it's so much action, so much combat. And not a ton of it is like a new characterization. Not a whole lot of it is brand new to me. But more like Krieg is a person who wants to win at any costs. He will lie, deceit, no matter how dishonorable it is, because he's a pirate. He will use chemical warfare with his unique cannonballs. He will straight up just lie to people being like, oh, you fed me? Cool, I'm going to now kill you all. He will do anything possible to win. Oh, a little earlier, we find out that in the four sections of the hemispheres of the world, you got the North sea, South sea, East sea, West sea. Right. Apparently the East sea is the most tame, according to Hawkeye. So if Hawkeye says it. He probably knows what he's talking about, yeah. And so that's why when, yeah, when in Creek says he's the Armada king of the East seas and then Hawkeye's just going like, yeah, that doesn't mean much, dude. It's like like saying like you're an NFL pro. bro. Yeah, so a real life example would be, yeah, I'm an NFL pro, I'm playing with the NFC East. Like really, you're on the Eagles? You're the, the, the three, five and one team, <laughs> yeah. that number one team. All right, cool. Like, that's how I saw it as like, you're basically the worst division in the NFL. Right.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Like, yeah. like, you're probably good in your division. Sure, you're number one. Right. But let me remind you again, this is all back to Hawkeye with still around because Hawkeye leaves after his confrontation with Zorro. And then Zorro also vows to strive and be better and never lose again.
1: Yeah, like, his declaration to Luffy, which we kind of glossed over, was just really good. A really good characterization moment for him, too, right? Because yeah. he's having, like, flashbacks to where he told Luffy that he was going to be the greatest swordsman. And Luffy was like, well, you'd have to be if you're going to be on my crew. I'm going yeah. the pirates in the future. And he's, like, afraid of disappointing him, right, is what it kind of came across as.
0: Exactly. It was definitely a uh, four or three chapters that immediately rescinded my... I believe I said it in the last episode, where I said of the, of the Straw Hot Pirates, I thought Zoro was the bottom of my list at that point. Yeah. And after this, I'm just going to say it, he's like number, he's like fighting for number two or one right did, now. Did you
1: remember my
0: somewhat implicative
1: uh, chuckle when you said that? When I, you were like, maybe something will happen soon? And I was like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't that think that was it was funny. this soon. Again, when yeah. I think of a Shonen series, I think, okay, maybe... Like a hundred chapters, maybe a a hint something will happen, and two hundred chapters, maybe we get something. Because again, there's a thousand chapters in this series, but I literally didn't think it was the next arc, and it was bumped my attention up. Yeah, so trying to recollect here. So Luffy's fighting Krieg. Uh, Luffy does have an amazingly brutal scene that I remember taking a snapshot of, where he lands a right hook on Krieg after he showed off that he has like a porcupine uh, cape, like a steel cape to protect himself. Because again, he's all about defense and being armed to teeth because he's a walking arsenal. And Luffy still, regardless, decks him in the face to show his resolve. And I remember how brutal it is. I took a snapshot where Luffy is showing off the spike that he had that was torn from his leg earlier in a fight sequence. And you see the holes in his fist from where the spikes were on the cape that yeah. he still punched through. And if this was any other character, I don't care who you are, you're 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 inactive for the rest of the year, month, I don't know, right. life. D- that that devil fruit is pretty powerful in durability. Indeed. And I'll, it makes you completely immune to blunt damage. If we're going by the video game rules we mentioned from the last episode, piercing damage still damages a lot of damage but you still got your high hp bar right <laughs> in this case
1: and that's kind of like the whole the main like highlight i guess of this arc for both luffy and zoro is like the strength of their spirit right and the fact that they won't back down even when the odds are somewhat against them
0: yeah and actually thank you for bringing that up because little pieces of this too we we get we clip we cut to sanji who's reluctant to join the straw hats and go like why do you guys have these faulty dreams. Why do you guys have these weird crazy dreams? Just stop it. Right. Um they're crazy. But he's seeing them actually like prove them wrong. Where like, yeah, they're crazy jobs, they're crazy dreams, but these motivations, these goals are what having them strive to actually overcome these impossible odds. Like, oh, he actually decked Krieg oh my god, like Hawkeye was actually impressed by Zoro. Like all Yeah, these- like Zeph
1: tells him too, he's like, keep a close eye on that guy and you'll learn something about, you know, like fighting for what you want.
0: And Zeph is a experienced veteran of the Haran line, so he Indeed. should listen to him too. Um, I do, honestly, I don't want to gloss over Sanji too much, because obviously if you guys haven't guessed it already, if you're somehow re- uh, listening to this before reading, Sanji is the newest Straw Hat member, he is the cook. Yes. And I kind of I I feel like we're doing a disservice because I really do feel like Hawkeye and Zoro stole the spotlight in this arc, which I guess is a negative because it's supposed to be Sanji as new crew member, and we're not talking about the characterization of Sanji like we went last time with Usopp. Usopp we went nuts with about like how great of an yeah Sanji
1: is simpler in my opinion.
0: He is a little simpler, but we can't gloss over his. It is admittedly a great backstory where. Right. Was, and we did
1: learn like in this fight, like his value, like he's uh, he prides himself a lot as a cook. Right. Because he says during his fight, like he doesn't fight with his hands because his hands are only for cooking and he doesn't want to lose that.
0: Yeah. All lot, a lot the chefs, including Zeph, have that feature, uh, which is why right. eventually when he does get punched by Zeph, it means a lot. But um, yeah. <laughs> yes. but we find the backstory of like uh, Sanji being a uh, a chef when he was a child. Uh, yeah, he like an
1: apprentice chef, I guess.
0: Yeah, he was apprentice chef uh, for an unnamed chef. Uh, he was just a cook. Uh, and he was, his sh- boat, his ship was raided by Zeph's crew. Uh, a big storm overtakes them. I kind of forget the exact reasons why they were stalled, but they were stalled enough for the storm to overtake them. Uh, Sanji, I think, I think. They were think, just
1: looting. Yeah, like trying to get everything. Yeah,
0: I think Sanji uh, was able to hold his ground or try to anyway. Like kind of pulling the Luffy a little bit. Um, but is, right. he is thrown overboard, I think, due to the wind or debris. Um, Zef actually dives in to save him, even though at this point he is still red shoes. Uh, red shoes. Uh, Zef.
1: Wait, before, real quick, we while he's an apprentice chef, we learn about his original childhood dream to find a sea called the All Blue. Right. Which is where fish from all four of the seas in the world can be found. So when Zeph raids him, he's like, oh, I'm going to fight. I can't die here because I got to find the All
0: Blue. Any theory as to where the all blue might actually be? I have a theory, yes, but I can't tell you yet. Damn, okay. Because I guess my super newbie, uh, my super rookie theory would be, it wouldn't make sense because we already established that the the red line and the grand line meet at a town. It wouldn't make sense if it was here. But I would assume it's right at that mark, right at the center, where literally all the seas meet. But I'm guessing that's super wrong because... That's
1: very popular, something like that. Okay. But, people at least especially back in the day, you know, people yeah. were like, Oh yeah, it's probably like right
0: here or here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm doing my best not to look at like fan made or, you know, official maps of One Piece, because I figure that might mm-hmm. be spoilers for the future. Because all I have basically probably, is the yeah. is the is the world that Nami pointed out in that one shot where you have like that whole continent going from uh like the from the northeast to the southwest basically in a line. Right. So I know that's all I have going on. I'm guessing there's obviously other islands and continents there, but that's the main one, the red line. And obviously the other thing is somewhere along the, the grand line itself. Uh, maybe there's some pocket there that's unique. That's similar to the red line. I don't know. We'll see as the world expands, yeah. but yeah, so I'm guessing all blue is real or at least a variation because I'm, I'm not a person to think that Oda is a fan of having disappointing, bittersweet moments or like bitter endings where like, right. Oh, you had this dream. Ha <laughs> oh, You sucker doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah or at the very least, mold it there into something. There is some... no One Piece. Ha, yeah, matcha. exactly. The yeah. One Piece was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> the real treasure. God. Like, I would... Don't worry little we'll worried. I'm a little worried, but at the same time, I'm thinking at the same time, it's more than that. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Sanji and Zeph, long story short, the crew gets hit by the storm. Zeph loses everything he has they are marooned on an island that's like also a huge plateau so they can't just simply you know ease off into the ocean and try and build a raft to go away if there was any trees on the island to begin with there's not they would just fall from the they would fall from the distance i think itself or they couldn't climb back up right they couldn't get back out climb back out the dry right. land. they have only enough food for i think uh Zef,
1: 5 days
0: 5 days i've said enough 5 r-
1: normal days like worth of rations if they don't like spread it out
0: yeah sorry so yeah so 5 days of food but if you ration it you could extend it to probably 30 i think is what he said
1: yeah i think sanji extended it to 20 days he rations it out
0: uh, twenty or longer because I know they also mentioned they had some stream there, so they had fresh water somehow. Right? They do. Have uh, <laughs> it's like water, I'm I looking, guess, at, yeah. I'm looking at the island. I'm going like, yeah, whatever. Natural stream, my ass. But well, yeah, no.
1: So Sanji said like, oh, the rain fell into this depression because it oh, was a storm. Okay, recently. okay. I so it miss, did make miss sense. Miss yeah. Miss
0: yeah. Okay. So they got lucky from the right because there was a storm. I'm a dumbass. I'm sorry.
1: Just the storm. Yeah. Just. the All day right. Day I pull that back. I pull that back. My before. apologies.
0: I'm, I'm a rookie. I'm still learning. It's cool. I got you. Oda's a little more clever with that. So, yeah, the rainstorm, there was some water, enough, although they were there for still, like, what, 80 days? Yeah, yeah. probably still not enough for the whole time. Yeah, so I guess that would be, that was supposed, if oh, I was, well, if I we was smarter, did. I would have done that. We saw that it rained
1: again, too, remember? There was another storm, because the ship there? passed by, and he was right. trying to yell, but it couldn't hear it over the storm. Right,
0: because of all the storm. So, yeah, so okay. they have water.
1: Let's just assume they had water okay. the whole
0: time. And... Uh, at the end of their 80 day survival and be- right before they're met, uh, Sanji is out of, completely f- out of completely out of food and is, like getting mad at Zeph because obviously Zeph's a pirate, right? He's still very resentful right. and bitter towards he, like peeks
1: party. over there and sees that Zeph
0: this, still has a huge, huge bag. bag of food. It's still there. Oh, my God, he gave me nothing. He opens the bag, tries to be sneaky, obviously, and it's no food. It's actually just gold. It's All treasure, gold and treasure yeah. and then realizes he has no foot. Zeff ate his own foot like a cannibal to survive and gave yep, Sanji because the
1: they
0: both because he had that core belief even before Sanji, no person should starve and gave him all the food. That's what I that's what I interpret guy. That. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: that what happened. He gave it all the food and he didn't and, have anything. So he's and, like,
0: yeah. And after that, Sanji picked up on that uh, that moral like zealously slow, zealous, zealously so sorry, a bit of a tongue twister there. Yeah. After that, and basically agreed with them after they, with that plight of like, no person should starve. Because if you starve like we were, which is the reasoning they mentioned earlier to the other cooks of why are you feeding these, you know, these disgusting, horrible scumbags. And Zeph and, and or Sanji both go, if you starved before, you would not want that pain on anyone. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, sympathetic. You can connect with them on that. we going, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still Hitler in the sea. I mean, come on, don't do it. Yeah. But either way, yeah. right? But, but that, that's the code they live sense. by. You know? Yeah, the code makes sense of its origin. Absolutely. and Still
1: wouldn't do it for me, but you know. Yeah, do exactly. It, as, as it, said, but, it, it.
0: but regardless, it shows the bond that Sanji has with Zeph. It shows how yeah. he, he himself also had a silly, dumb goal that Luffy and Zoro and the Straw Hats have of finding the grand line. And we'd still learn later on after everything settled down because spoilers, Luffy wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, how we're asked, like I said, it's basically just,
1: just everything that gets thrown at him. He overcomes it, right? He just brushes it off or he takes the hit and he gets a counter anyways. Strength of spirit is the whole point, really.
0: Yeah. Although I will say the strength of spirit motif didn't work quite as well for me with, with uh, Sanji because he clearly could have gotten some good hits in. But it just showed him getting clobbered again and again by the pearl Henchman. Who right. already, at the uh, as we mentioned, not really one of the best designs after we just saw it. I don't really think
1: it was supposed to really hit for Sanji. I think the way that I interpreted it, this read-through, was that he's he kind of learned about it like from Zoro and Luffy, right? But he's yeah. not really there yet. Not quite. Or he's going to try to from this point forward, which is why he decided to join the crew, really, I, right? I guess
0: not quite, but it reminded me of a lesser version of... I think the character's name was Chad from Bleach, the guy who was a pacifist. Who would always take hits no matter what because that was like the yeah, strength tried. and resolve of being a pacifist. And I guess I got kind of comparisons to that where I'm like, Sanji, why aren't you like, why aren't you like, I don't know. I kind of got that vibe of like, I wish he was doing more. But at the same time, it's like, what could you do if you're a kicker against a guy with like who are fully armored? Like, what's it gonna do? So, and obviously, Sanji is supposed to be like Nami where his main strength is not fighting. He could fight and he, you know, he can kick, obviously. But I think that's supposed to be the main point, too, is that Sanji is not one of the main fighters. He's meant to be more of a cook. So, but he can hold his own. So, I'm putting him on that tier with Nami in terms of, like, fighting capability. If we're talking about, like, Straw Hat's fighting skills. So, I think that's what this arc really showed me, too. Or he can get stronger later on. But
1: Yeah, he's probably, like, probably stronger than the Nusopp and Nami, but not, you know, Zora Luffy, I would say.
0: Uh, I don't know. From this, I would still think Usopp has the capability of being stronger. Again, from the tools. If you give Usopp the right tool, I would think he would be much more a better fighter than uh, Sanji would be. I guess it depends on the scenario, but I would still think Usopp would be much more reliable than Sanji. Am I a sim for Usopp?
1: Yeah, I think you are. Because remember, Aww. like, Patty was pretty <laughs> strong, right? Like, the cook. He was like... he buffed that table. He was messing people up, and yet him and that other guy together went to Sanji, and they both just got one shot. Immediately, like, no that's chance. True too. There are, all the other cooks are afraid of him because they say, like, his legs are so strong. Like, oh, he can kick just like the chef. I shouldn't mess with Sanji, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true, too. Um,
1: <sighs> that's fine. Usopp, you can simp for Usopp.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that. Like, Listen, if I simp for Nami the whole time, I'm going to be as bad as the fanboys who keep... By the way, there was another... Uh, fan who messaged Odie Oda, Odie. Oh, god, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Oda. A, of like, so by the way, again, what are Nami's measurements? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> you guys are making me look sane and yeah. normal. Oh, Japan. Like, I thought I would have to divert my, you know, my simpiness for Nami by simping on Usopp here, but they're doing it for me. I don't even have to try at this point. Yep, 100%. <laughs> on a realistic <laughs> level, yeah, I do, um, I do like Usopp's character, even though. He was totally sidelined for this arc, by the way. He totally was. But, you know, you got to make room for Sanji and there is not enough room to fit Hawkeye and Zoro's with Usopp's fighting as well, or like his character because and the Nami is gone. So maybe next star we'll see more of Usopp, but definitely this time there was no room for Usopp. But um, going back to is there anything critical we missed about else we missed about Sanji? Because I know we're glossing over this, these 16 chapters a bit quicker.
1: Yeah, like the infight. Uh I mean, not really, right? Once we get the backstory, we understand like why he's so fanatically devoted, like, to protecting the restaurant and he's wants to stay there and work for Zeph like forever because he feels so indebted to him.
0: Mm-hmm. I think But
1: eventually, you know, they chew him off and I he understands. Th- I
0: think there was some clarification that went on with uh Luffy to Sanji, where cause Sanji no, yeah, because Sanji was getting beat over and over again by the Pearl Guy, and I think Luffy like knocked some sense into him. He pulled like a Deku Shoto moment where he's like, it's your quirk, not his. But in this case, it was like, <laughs> Zeph is your one that you need to protect, not the boat. You can replace a boat. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah, and that obviously that's Zeph's, you know, dream boat. But you can. Like he can always build another restaurant. Yeah, you, you can always, live. Yeah. <laughs> but without Zeph, without you, there is no dream, right? Like there was some clarification going on there. Some epiphany moment going on. And I appreciate Luke right. for doing that. Um, There's definitely that moment that happened uh jen does have a, str- a change of heart the pirate arms for krieg he does have a little change of heart because he sees how exactly heartless krieg is acting towards his crew which is definitely a straw hat motif going on through this entire series where luffy despises any captain who has no loyalty to their own crew and vice versa because mm. you, need to, you need to show loyalty and respect in exchange you can't just do it out of fear you have to do it via friendship Yeah, totally to do it respect um acknowledge each other's strengths and weaknesses and make up for them more like more like a family more like a, a bro family with
1: right that's kind of like the straw hat vibe you get you know they're like
0: good friends
1: kind of or family
0: yeah which is if you don't mind can we skip to like post fight because krieg loses gin yeah that's basically it yeah that's Jin good. acknowledges uh we'll see you on the Grand line we'll see you again they didn't get the log book uh the, the baratier is uh signed I don't remember exactly what happens to the Creek's pirates, but Krieg gets knocked out. He does put up a big they, fight. Yeah, uh,
1: Sanji gave him, like, his little ship, right, that they used to get the flies, and
0: okay, okay. they piled up all the
1: bodies on it because, like, a huge stack of them. He's like, oh, I hope this doesn't break. Okay, yeah. Right,
0: I hope it doesn't do anything. I really do hope they kind of pushed over that Pearl guy. He would have been, like, 50% of the weight on his own. Right. Um, <laughs> and they acknowledge that, oh, gosh, Oh, what was I just going to bring up next? I wanted to go in a certain order. I don't want to skip to the very, very end. But I there was a part where one of the Bounty Hunter brothers or both, or Usopp, sent a message or somehow they say they know where Nami was headed. So that does confirm that maybe my Nami character arc moment that I've been hoping for since arc two was is going to happen next. I don't know for a fact. Hopefully soon. They could pull a Mandalorian, you know, and just sidetrack for five arcs straight, and be like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, we're on the way to this location. Oh, yeah, cool. But real quick, can you do me a favor? Okay, real quick, but can you do this for me? Oh, real quick. Like, hopefully that doesn't happen. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get our Nami thing next. But he kind of greatly hinted that that when Luffy was saying, like, "All right, we're heading there. We're heading straight there."
1: Right, and that was another interesting thing, which I don't know if you glossed. That was Yosaku, right? And he was like in the mouth of a fish, and when he came right, on board, they were like, woman. "Oh, it's a yeah. fishman! <laughs> he came all the way from Fishman Island," and they're right. like, "No, that's a guy in a a shark's mouth, the idiot."
0: Yeah, you know when you point out, you point out like that, it'd be really crazy if my Cthulhu theory is true and Nami's going to Insmith. Yeah, where I thought
1: the- you'd latch onto that a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because i literally saw it as just literally a fish that had uh not johnny the other guy yosaku yeah yosaku that he was just in the foul i felt like it was a funny little joke but but the way you said it out loud now i'm thinking like maybe in smith is the place we're going to next i mean i mean mm, mm, mm. fish people maybe we will see maybe <laughs> i hope so uh, all the, then again, if they went full Lovecraft, full Innsmith, it might be a little too creepy for shonen readers. Maybe a bit too right. dark for Oda. Who knows? Then again, he had someone shot in the head point blank on a panel. So who knows? The other cooks, they are they are they know that S- Sanji is still being a he's still being stubborn after all that. He even after his epiphany of like what right. exactly is the dream, what exactly is the goal. He still wants to find the All Blue. He still he shares it with Luffy at one point. And I think Zeph overhears it. And I all the cooks, including Zeph, are going like 110% in on, get the hell yeah, out of like here, Sanji. Your soup is garbage. And he's very prideful about his cooking, by the way. Don't insult his cooking. And this is garbage. Even Zeph's going, this is terrible. He After Sanji is standing his ground, Uh, Zeph knocks him. He decks him in the face with his hands. And after you just mentioned, they point out, Chefs like to fight with their uh, legs if they can and kicks. so They don't damage their hands because the hands they need to cook, keep them pristine, keep them in perfect condition. And so that was like the greatest insult Zeph could have done to Sanji was punch him with his fists. And that eventually gets Sanji to, you know, go. All right, maybe I'll reconsider because Luffy does uh, say I don't want Sanji on my crew unless he wants to join. Because again, he doesn't he doesn't have his crew out of fear. He does it out of respect. So if Sanjay doesn't want to join, he won't join. And of course, he
1: does join
0: (laughs) eventually, but not after a very tearful moment where he does walk away and all the crew, all the uh, the cooks are just standing at attention, just going like, yeah, whatever he's leaving uh (laughs) patty cook and the italian bouncer guy i mentioned earlier try to give him a quick one before he leaves for being an asshole to them giving them the krieg the food and everything and then sanji is showing off he is quite strong i I think i'm underestimating him for now he yeah he didn't really shine he walks off it's very silent he just goes all right let's go uh you're gonna say goodbye not really yeah. And they all kind of they not break quite. down first. Not right? yet. But I do really like this one. That's why I want to keep this last. Where it is the end to the arc and it is uh, actually a great wrap-up to the side story of Sanji. Where I don't think char- Sanji's characterization was done as well as Usopp's or Nami's. Yeah. Uh, I, kind of agree with I don't think so. No, okay, I have it right here. So Sanji's about to go, and it's very bittersweet because it's obviously like, okay, these guys are clearly not saying anything. It's like, okay, these guys don't want me to go. But going back to the Red Shoes, Zeph, right, again, part of the reason why I like that name is, yeah, his feet were always soaked because he was with the blood of his enemies who kicking them. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure it's something that he mentions to uh, Sanji when they were stranded or before they were stranded, where the Zeph, he's overlooking them right before Sanji leaves and he goes, hey, kid, hey, Sanji, keep your feet dry. And that's a callback to the memory of them stranded on the island of don't get, don't go, don't go in the water. Like, just keep them dry as long as you can. But it's a callback regardless. And everyone's like like stoic, like stone faces. Yeah, everyone's stone faces is completely crippled. Sanji breaks down first. I have lived under your... that's a nitpick here i i'm gonna, i'm not gonna mention it real quick i'm just gonna say all these crap years i lived under your crap roof you live i owe you my life i'll never forget you it's very sentimental even uh patty cook and the italian bouncer they're all going we'll miss you too man we'll miss you bro Yeah, they
1: finally break it, down it's really tears. him like it.
0: yeah it's it's to me at this point it was like oh it's about the bird finally having the courage to leave the nest that's what I right. kind of got out of this. Similar to Usopp in a sense, but Usopp always wanted the urge but never had the opportunity. I guess in this case, Sanji right. had the opportunity but was still a little hesitant. And the his brothers and sisters, I guess only brothers. I didn't see any female cooks on here. Um, and his Neither dad, either. his father figure, just going, yeah, on father figure, eventually just going, keep your feet dry. Wish you the best of luck, kid. We just want what's best for you. We want you to live. We want you to go out there and be and you know be proud and have a good time. So, yeah, because
1: that's like, you'll never be a good a cook of me. I've cooked on all the seas of the world. Go catch up. Yeah,
0: I've cooked on all the seas. You'll never dream to be as good of a cook as I am. All kinds I of ingredients like- that
1: you presumably can't find there, right? Because this legendary all blue is like where you can find fish from everywhere. So I would therefore yeah. assume that you can go find unique ingredients that you'd never be able to try unless you go there.
0: Yeah, if this was more of, if these characters were much more like, talkative, much more like lengthy expl- explanations, they would have Zeph would have had like this whole page explanation of like, you see, uh, the best of cook would know all these grand ingredients like what you just said, right? But, yeah, si- right? but since you've only been with me, you actually only know an inkling of the knowledge I have. So if you mm-hmm. actually know, nothing. <laughs> but in much shorter terms, they didn't need all the words they just explained enough like yeah, you should be a better cook, you can be better cook by actually traveling. So you can fulfill your goal of being the best cook, you can fully fulfill your goal of finding the all blue. Do what you can, Sanji, and we still love you for it. And they have their sentimental, like, I'll never forget you guys. With that praise out of the way, great ending to a great arc. Um, I'm not a fan of, it could be a mistranslation. What does Sanji call the cooks in your version? I have crap guys.
1: Yeah, I was reading Shonen Jump 2, like, on the Shonen Jump app, and you just call them crap guys. Pretty yeah, much. like... Could they not? Which put, in, I think they usually translate it to "shitty," like you shitty cooks. But you know, it's for kids. I was, I, so. I was,
0: I was thinking "shitheads." I was thinking like basically like, that. Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna miss you, you shitheads. Like it's it sounds a lot yeah. more natural. <laughs> but because you literally can't put "shitheads," because of yeah, because this is early Shonen, so I'm guessing yeah, tr- uh, uh, translation issues. They toned it right. down to "crap guys," because you can't have "crap heads," I guess. So yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just say it's a translation thing. Because I, I always imagine shitheads in my head. Six. It's 27 chapters. It's almost the same length as
1: this arc for the next arc. we do it in one go or two? It might be we
0: two because we... I don't know.
1: Uh, sh- we should probably do it in one. It's kind of the same bit as here. It's built up, it's- but then like the last like 20... 20- not 20 like 15 16 chapters just all action
0: okay we'll see um but real quick I do want Let's to see we'll do
1: one episode yeah
0: are you curious of my updated uh straw hat list
1: I am yeah give it to me
0: uh okay so this is only of right now this could this is yep. obviously a list on the fly it could easily As per change the end of Bratier. yeah this could easily change as we go on, as I've said last time where I said Usopp was my number one and Zoro was my last place of the four. I think now I have it at I wanna say Luffy one, uh okay. Zoro two, Usopp yeah. three, big jump, Nami four, Sanji five.
1: Okay, I, yeah, that's a that's a fair
0: list. And it's literally in the order of character appearance right now, almost yeah. <laughs> with the exception yeah. of Usopp and Nami being flipped. But um actually no, i put nami at three right
1: no yeah it's exactly just as there yeah in so
0: i think Which this is funny. not an insult to the characters i think this is more like this is a praise to how with each arc oda can make oda and the team can make each character stand out more and change your popularity contest because most series right you can have a great moment for certain side characters like you know my hero can have a moment for kirishima for example and he skyrockets in popularity but for, mm-hmm. but for the most part, with that series, for example, after at least season three, for most people, Bakugo or Deku are the favorites or All Might. And that's usually consistent with this, at least right now. It seems that the, the character likeness for me is constantly changing, but I love it. Where I'm constantly changing my opinion, where nice. Usopp was originally my number one, but because he had nothing to do, he was sidelined. He had a few funny moments this arc. He was sidelined. Right. He drops the four but I'm not giving up on him. I still see his potential, but clearly he just didn't do much this arc. And clearly my mind is fresh on what happened just now. Zoro skyrockets from last place to second. Yeah, what a jump. (laughs) And Sanji's in last only because I think honestly, if Hawkeye didn't have such a impact with Zoro in this arc, Sanji would have stood out a lot more with his characterization. But yeah, just, but it doesn't mean that he's the worst. Again, I will say this again and again, Zoro being last place for the last arc and Sanji last place for this time. It doesn't mean he's the worst. It just means he's the least liked, at least right right now. All it takes is for like this arc to bump you up to second place. All it takes is for one good story. Hopefully in an arc or two, Nami will be number one. Maybe I really hope it's not a Mandalorian case. Oh, I swear to God. Oh, it feels (laughs) it feels like the Nami arc that I've been wanting is going to be next. So I kind of get it want I kind of want to get to reading after we're done recording here. So I'm a
1: little anxious. Well, you can. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you spoil can do me. So.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, for next week listeners, we're going to be reading the arc it's called Arlong Park. It's going to be chapter 69 to 95, 28 chapters or 31 to 44 in the anime if you're watching the anime.
0: That sounds like a filler arc. Arlong Park? Oh god. Oh, I bit my hopes down now. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> just just wait.
1: And so uh, you want to like plug your Twitter If you guys want to follow us and see what we're up to oh, I'm Jitsu, J-I-T-S-Z-U Yeah, we've never done this before Yeah,
0: yeah we forgot uh, to do this <laughs> time.
1: So if you want to like talk about One Piece You can hit me up for anything One Piece I've seen it all Jacob, only up to this point, please J-I-T-S-Z-U on Twitter for me Jitsu and Jacob
0: I am at Jacob Miranda on Twitter You may follow me there Share me all your memes and gifts. If you're going to send me gifts and memes of One Piece I'm all down, but keep, please consider I've only read up to the Baratay arc uh, wait, did I say that right? Baratier. Baratier! Damn it, I almost yeah. had it perfect that whole entire time. Baratier. I get the fancy French Baratier. Uh, if there's some, if there's some crazy wacky anime uh, blunders that happen, please share it to me. Actually, um, I think the, some of the animation for the Zoro Hawkeye fight was actually pretty decent. From what I yeah, you, like you could clips. watch that.
1: And there's a, there's a moment from the next arc that
0: when you finish, I want you to watch in
1: the anime too. So I'll send you a clip of that.
0: Alright. But no spoilers. Man, I, Man, you mean that part where the Mandalorian just shows up and helps the Luffy part and the where the thing happens. Yep, yeah, that's right. <laughs> man, I can't believe Disney and Oda collaborated 20 years ago to make it happen. <laughs> okay, so that's pretty much it,
1: right? Any closing thoughts?
0: <sighs> Hawkeye or Virgil? Hawkeye. Mm. Virgil is like
1: more actual edge lordy.
0: Yeah, but the edge is the charm, though.
1: Yeah, I, I don't dislike Virgil, but I gotta give the Hawkeye man.
0: He's <sighs> hey, hey, Death Battle YouTube channel. Can you do Virgil versus Hawkeye? <laughs>
1: That'd be
0: cool. I'm I'm a little curious. They have very similar personalities. <laughs> just, I, I, Hawkeye did such a good job on the first impression, and Sanji has potential. I still think Usopp's got good potential going on as well. Zoro had his second Uh, second round of characterization that was wonderful. They even had a rehash of some of the flashbacks that were done much better this time around. I do appreciate that. And please, oh please give Nami the backstory she needs.
1: Alright, thank you guys for listening to OP is OP. One more time next week, chapter 69 to 95 or episode 31 to 44.
0: Thank you for listening. Seriously. OP is seriously OP (laughs)